So I didn't want to say anything when I first saw you just now. Because, by the way, uh, matching cage hats, fucking adorable. Thank you for the uh, dope hat. Of course. I'm a big fan of a hat. And the issue that I have with hats, though, is I train in them all the time. And they get funky. So the more hats that I get... That I can just cycle in and out. Yeah, you know, I'll just keep supplying that. It's beautiful, perfect. That's that's what I need. I need a hat plug, and, and you're my guy now. Of course. So, um, you saw me limping a little bit. Yes. And uh, my left, I think it's a hamstring injury, is kind of just shot right now. So what happened was, and I'm going to kind of segue this into, I love jujitsu. Yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And there's a lot of people that listen that ask me about it, that go do it themselves, that go try things out, whatever. And um. I'm always very forthcoming with information in terms of it's an injury-prone sport. No. So, like, it's great, but you're wrestling another grown-ass human being, and you got to watch because even though I tap early, even though I, I say that there's no ego involved, every now and then, though, you know, feeling some kind of fucking yeah. way, you're like, you Yo, I gotta, yeah. I'm not going to let this motherfucker get me. I gotta, Sweaty-ass motherfucker trying dude, to take me down. I'll tell you what. There's a move, and I'm going to get back to this. There's a move. What are we talking about? <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> there's a move where you'll actually have a dude. It's called like going north-south on you. And so okay. their face will be like by your stomach, and they'll be holding you down. It's super hard to get out of. I mean, for me, I'm a white belt. I'm a little bitch. It's super hard to get out of that position. Mm-hmm. But the issue, even more so than getting them off of you and bridging up and then trying to slide out or something, the biggest problem that I have with that is they basically waterboard you. With, so, well, I'm sorry? With their sweaty rash guard in your fucking face. Oh, fuck that. And you can't breathe. No. Yeah, it's, it's waterboarding. That's what it is. It's waterboarding. No. no yep. It's, uh, it's low... <laughs> It's low cost. I mean, I don't know if waterboarding actually costs anything, but it's just the water bill. But it's low cost waterboarding is what it feels like because you you can't breathe because it keeps like suffocating you. I actually wind up tapping just because I can't breathe. I would just swing. Yeah, I'm just, I would. I would go for your temple. Now nah, you can't do that. Can't do that because the guys that are putting you in that position, they'll grab that arm and they'll fucking okay. snap that shit like a celery stalk. Uh. It'll be over. Uh, so yeah, so that has been an interesting thing that I've been dealing with, but injury prone sport and you have to be prepared to have a little bit of downtime. And unfortunately when you're doing a sport like this, the downtime then obviously translates to the gym as well. Yeah. So Oh yeah, because yeah. You can't train at all. Yeah. So basically what happened was what happened was I uh I've been dealing with neck injuries recently. Mm -hmm. And not really injuries, but tightness, not feeling, you know, it's it's stiffening up on me because you get a lot of dudes that are doing a super tight grip on the back of your neck and they're pulling you down and they're trying to throw you to the mat because you start usually standing up trying to maneuver each uh, between one another. So my neck has been tweaked. I rolled a few times yesterday at the noon class midday and um, I feel like that pinch nerve feeling. Oh. You know when you look to the left and it, mm-hmm. it pinches right in the middle like the side of your back kind of mm-hmm. but in the shoulder. Nice. So I got that going on. Then... There was a dude who asked me to roll, and I said, sure, we're good. And I said, listen, man, I, I just always give the disclaimer. Still new at this. I'm still trying to figure all this shit out. I don't really know anything. And yeah. he's just like, no, 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 no worries. You're good. You're good. You're good. And he fucked you up. Same thing. He fucked me up. He took me down. <laughs> <laughs> dude, he took me down hard as shit. Like, yeah. we were standing up. I was countering him a little bit. He'd grab mm. a hold of me. I'd, I'd counter it. I'd grab back to him so he couldn't get me in, good, in tighter positions. Yeah. I'd bridge against his arm when he was trying to come over the top. Then he shot shot for like, it's called an underhook. He tried to get underneath my arm. Couldn't do it. 
But then he just shot into both of my legs, like wrestler style, shot into both of my legs, which was fine. But the way that I landed, my left leg landed like this. Mm -hmm. So this is the mat right here. Yeah. My foot hit flush to the mat and my knee was bent. So instantly I felt that like, you know, the, the recoil, yeah. my foot hit the mat and then went up and then I just felt it right in the back of my leg, not even in my knee area, just, mm -hmm. but sort of near it. And I just went, man, I just fucked my knee up. That was it. Like the, I thought it was a knee thing. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm fucked right now. So I'm fighting him off for five minutes and I'm just, I'm not pushing against that leg. What do you do? Do you say like, yo, get the fuck off me? Well, if you knee. get hurt, like, you, yeah. <laughs> like if you dude. really get hurt, yeah. like dudes are super cool. They'll just be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, my bad, my bad. Like when I, when I pop my right knee. That shit was scary. I thought I I thought I would like tore something bad. You know, I, I trapped the kids, I trapped the kids um leg and then I overhooked him and then we both tried to stand up at the same time and my ankle went up and my knee touched the mat and I just went it just went pop and I went, "Oh." And he stopped instantly. He's like, "Yo, yo, you good? You good?" I said, "I don't know." And I stood up. I could walk on it, but it was sore for a little while. Okay. So dudes are very respectful. Like if you get show I was telling my mom before. I said, "Yo, it's crazy to think that you have almost like little panic attacks when you're when you're rolling still uh, because you have somebody literally choking the wind out of you yeah. and you're sitting there and you're just like, can I work out of this? Can I can I get through this? Can I and you start maybe second guessing yourself or then they start like smothering you like the waterboarding. It's a jo I'm joking, but I'm also dead serious. Like yeah. you can't breathe. So you have to like talk yourself off the ledge and go, yo, chill out. It's cool. All you got to do is tap and they'll get off of you. And it's true. That's it. That's how it is. But it's a very interesting sport. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know what? It's I'm good. I'm all set. I'm going to be real with you, man. You're going to come through and you're going to do it. You're going to do an intro class. I'm going to fuck somebody up. No, you're not. I'm going to lose my temper. Man. No, you're not. You're going to try it out and you're going to be like, actually, this is kind of cool. Nick. Fucking guillotine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be your head in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> night, <laughs> gonna, night, Nikki. Yeah, they're gonna grab you. They're gonna be like, "All right, get this motherfucker. Let's let let them know." Bad. But it's um, it's it's cool, man. So now though, I obviously now I have to deal with this whatever this is. Yeah, and I have to no, listen, listen, man. I don't know if it's getting older necessarily, or if it's just because we're training at an elite level mm -hmm. constantly because rest days gets get get yeah. so get so. Put by the wayside, like we just you're you're you know you know when you're feeling a rhythm yeah. and you just feel like oh yeah. shit man I'm in a mode man I just want to train I'm I'm looking good I'm feeling good yeah. and then all of a sudden your body's just like yo we need a break and you just yeah. no 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 we're good we're good we're good oh, I'll eat a little bit more I'll get some more calories in yeah. or I'll, I'll I'll go to sleep a little earlier and it's not the same as actually yeah. taking active rest yeah. days yeah no I think also too it's it's I think it's it's two pronged right I think you have the reality is is that we are getting older. Uh, like I mean, I'm 31. You're what 41. So what happens is uh, 41 going on 51. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So like I think from the culture and the, from the work that we do, we're we're naturally in a state of constant go, especially just from a work standpoint. So I think it translates, right? I, I think you you're so on the go work wise. It's like it's part of your routine. And at least for me, I'm I'm a very regimented person. So like <clears throat> so if 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 something's off of my routine. It's gonna. It actually fucks up my day. Yeah. Like it really throws me for a little tailspin. But it, it's really finding that rhythm. And I think once you start incorporating the rest days or active rest days or whatever it is, again, it's just finding your groove. I, I think. Yeah. Sure. We're, we're getting older, and you have to really be yeah. mindful of that. I found that out six months ago. I was uh, just work stuff in general. I was getting super stressed. Everything. I was getting liquid behind my my eye. 
like liquid. Yeah, dude, I had <laughs> that was. Wait a minute, that was diagnosed. Yeah, so, liquid behind your eye. Yeah, no, well, behind the retina, behind my retina. So I went. So I was reading my book one morning, and I text my mom, and I was like, "Hey, just checking on my mom." I was like, "I gotta make a doctor's appointment, whatever." And uh, she's like, "Why? What's wrong?" I was like, "My eye." Um, I, I was like, it was weird. I was playing softball one day, one night in Huntington. Shout out Huntington softball. Ground ball to shortstop. And then I was like, it, it caught up on me really way too fast. My hand eyes elite, like top tier fucking eagle eyes right here. So like, Fire. yeah, amazing. <laughs> so then the ball came up on me fast. I'm like, what the fuck was that? This is what the shit so and then I'm reading. What the happened? Was it almost like a like a time? It felt like almost like a time skip. Like you were present, but you're mentally so like wise weren't so present. So then I then I went to hit. So let's say that's the pitcher right there, right? And my left eye is my good eye, and my right eye is my bad eye. So then I see the ball coming out of my left eye, and as I turn to swing, my right eye, the ball's further back, but it's coming closer. Weird. Yeah, very trippy. Like a delay. Yeah. So long story short, I went to the doctor, and they're like, "Hey, like this is like a." almost a medical anomaly there's nothing that can really treat it Sick. you have yeah so you <laughs> yeah <laughs> so right. there's they're like you Sorry, have you have you have liquid behind your retina and it's it's from uh it was a uh, mental and emotional psychological distress Oof. they're like you need to fucking relax you are working way too much and you need to take it like a break need to take a break so as soon as I did that, um, I got some like laser treatment done on my right eye to like there, essentially there was a leakage behind my retina and they I lasered it shut so like it wouldn't get worse. So like it, it it's getting a little better, but like so you yeah. still have a, a delay when you're seeing certain things. Yeah. So like if is I it, if really I wink of, my left eye, you're about a foot back. Is it? Oh, so there's like a oh, it's like almost like a diffraction type of yeah. Issue, it, it's, it's almost like in, in my right side, I'm far sighted. Wow. It's fucking crazy. And so now just relax, relaxation, uh, recovery, chilling out type situation, is that's kind of what you have to do to, to recover from it? Like what, yeah. is it going to drain by itself? Is it, is your body just going to yeah. absorb whatever type they of said the, it they, is? They said the liquid essentially as time goes on and as I become more of a relaxed person. Okay. <laughs> that was all right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got you real quick. Ready? <sighs> That'll happen. I'm going to help uh, Nick out real quick. All right. I'm not sponsored. I could be. I'm okay if they want to. It's like the app. It's an app called Headspace. Okay. Headspace is a meditation and relaxation app. Yeah. And I happen to love it. Yeah. Because it relaxes me yeah. and I feel really fucking good when I do it. Like when I actively practice meditation mm. and I actively actively practice the art of relaxation, mm. things just click. Yeah. Everything just feels right. Now there could be the wor- it could be the worst day that you've had in a long time, but centering yourself, focusing on your breath, feeling how do I actually feel and being present. Mm-hmm. Because, listen, man, it's we move so quickly because of just about to say that. we move so quickly because of life. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of people that blame it specifically on being in New York and 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 what we have what we have to do just to make ends meet yeah. and and stay afloat. And there is some validity to that, but I, but I do believe that we control ourselves. We control our mind and our mindset, which I just spoke to Jamal about is really everything. So being able to be present, enjoy things, not look so far into the future where not only does it stress us out, but we feel compelled to just constantly have things set up and aligned. And I have to hit like goal, goal stuff is great. Goal, goal oriented mindset is 
a real thing. Like you, you, without goals and without that, you're just gonna, you're aiming, you're not aiming, you're just shooting arrows out and you're just you're never just gonna hit the target. Maybe you hit the target, but yeah. generally you won't because you have to have some type of a direction. You have to have some sort of goal. So it's great, but at the same time, we have to be able to take life a little less seriously. That was a clip I put out. Yeah. Take life a little less seriously, enjoy the time. Yeah meditate be present mm. you know we're so consumed with screens we're so consumed with content yeah. i i have to tell myself to stop a lot of times because i'll be making breakfast or i'll walk the dog or i'll be in the office uh, there's always a podcast on yeah there's always a youtube video playing yeah. in the background there's always, you never get that moment to just ah mm. oh, i need to just chill yeah. and relax and when somebody says something to you like that in medical terms of this is due to high stress yeah. obviously there's a plethora of things that can call that can be symptoms of high stress, high anxiety environments that we're consistently putting ourselves into or situations. Yeah. Yeah. But actually taking that time to center myself, yeah. be present, yeah. enjoy life as a whole exactly. is huge. So Squarespace is great because uh, once again, no affiliation, I have to say that. But Squarespace is great because they have meditation practices. So they have guided meditations. They have sleep casts, which I fucking love. I love putting on a sleep cast and just, it's almost like a grown up story, mm. story time before bed. They walk you through a story. I'm going to send you a free 30 day uh, link. Squarespace, you can thank Nick Rizzo for this. Headspace. Headspace. I mean, Squarespace. Did I say Squarespace? Squarespace? Squarespace, yeah. I, I said Squarespace. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Headspace. My bad. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, you did. My bad. My bad. I do use Squarespace for my website and it's dog shit. So. Uh, <laughs> So thanks for that. Oh, God. Yeah, don't send the check. So actually, send it back. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, uh, it's really good. They have a lot of good. They have a lot of good um, things that will help you uh, to relax. So here's my refer a friend. What about refer a sugar daddy? Because you just bought me a coffee. I wonder if that's an option. I'm surprised I didn't ice these coffees. I'm sorry. If do I have to ask for ice when I go into it? Like a is that not cold enough for you? Let me ask you seriously. Is that not cold enough? Not for nearly enough. Not nearly enough. This needs to be substantially colder. I want my shit to, like, freeze. Okay, wait a minute. This isn't a cold enough iced coffee for you? No. If I'm having an iced coffee, I expect ice to actually be in the coffee. Yeah, but do you know how dirty ice machines are? I, dude, I don't give a... I, I drink Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, dude. You would care if you saw... Nah. Oh, my goodness. Dude, that shit's fucking rock. That, that honestly, that coffee and Dunkin' Donuts has single-handedly pushed me to accomplish wonders without question the coffee wonders. itself the actual fuel itself has the ice however is yeah. disgusting okay the it's wild <laughs> it's wild Let me tell you, bro. I, I don't have the videos on standby i'll have to send them to you but the videos that i've seen it's fucking disgusting I know. it is disgusting yeah. mold and all types of bacteria they found yeah. e coli and fucking different types of poop strains and whatnot nice Dog, I'm good on that. And then I told you, uh, yeah. Starbucks, they found high mold content in a lot of the coffee. So, I, yeah. I you know, shouts to, sh shouts to Soul Brew. Why is your thing labeled and mine isn't? All right. So maybe. She liked me. She did like you. She did. She did. She winked at you. When you see a bearded guy with a beard, you know, well, yeah. obviously a bearded guy with a beard. I used to have a beard. Nice tan. Yeah. And had a mustache yeah. for 12 hours that nobody saw besides you, Tyler, and Gabe. I know. Jesus. Um, but to go back on that, what I want to touch on is like, so when we were talking about taking that step back, right? So what actually helped me get better in terms of my eye and my anxiety and my stress is I, every morning I write down five things. It could be, it doesn't have to be something you're grateful for, but something just that's positive in your life. I think people get so caught up in when they make these lists in the morning, they read their 10 pages and whatever. 
dude, just write down five positive things in your life. You don't have to be grateful for them. Obviously, that's a good thing. As, as long as they're positive and it makes you take a step back and to see how good your life actually is. And it really helped change my self-talk saying like, oh, fuck, I gotta, I have fucking six meetings today. Shit, I gotta, I gotta get a podcast. I have to talk to this regional guy today. Fuck, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta shoot for this. Fuck, I gotta shoot for Tony and Hummus. Like, too much. No, dude, like, I get to wake up and I get to work for Cage. Fucking amazing job. I have two great bosses. I have a family that loves me. I have a nephew. I have amazing friends. I get to go on a podcast. I get to go to work. I get to do these things every single day. And it's, listen, it's a lot easier said than done. Shifting your thought process and the way you approach life as a whole is, a, it's a very big undertaking because everyone's just going about the motions and it's, it's, it's not exactly easy because you have your routine, right? You have your, your everyday tasks that you're doing and it's, you have to make it a priority in taking a step back and making your positive spin on life. And also the people you surround yourself with is, in my estimation, as of late, has been had even more of an impact. You, you truly do become the three to four people you surround yourself with constantly. And truth be told, I've made a lot of adjustments, not any knocks against them, but for some reason or another, do I still have stress? Yes. Do I still have anxiety? Yes. Do I still have quote unquote problems? That's fucking life. But can your life be substantially more enjoyable with the people that you you surround yourself with? Absolutely. But that's on you too. And an incumbent of that also too, when you do have issues and problems that do come up, right? And I, I found, at least in the space that I work in, there's a lot of like, oh, I want to do this, but I can't because of that. And everyone likes the idea of doing something or the idea of doing a podcast or the idea of starting a supplement brand, but no one actually likes to actually, when it comes to fucking push comes to shove and you actually have to do those things. Again, it, it comes down to your perseverance, the people you surround yourself. It's, it's really a full circle effect in life in general and your approach. So why not have a positive one? Yeah. It's not glamorous. The work part is not glamorous no. always. And, no. and, you know, you get caught up in the social media buzz of reels on Instagram of seeing 24 year olds that have four businesses and they, uh, they, they own a Lamborghini and all this bullshit. And, you know, you don't get to see the behind the scenes where these 24 year olds are losing their fucking hair and they're stressed out of their fucking minds. Yeah. But the, the cover up that they yeah. put out there is that oh my god life is just so amazing and fulfilling and I just it's a facade I, bro it's all a facade so all you have facade. to you, you know I I just recently dealt with my own mental battle which I talked about uh, last episode with Jamal mm. and it was mostly iron to be honest with you it's fucking crazy how that actually happened I told I was told two years ago the short of it for people that already listened you know I don't want to keep repeating myself but the short of it is my iron levels are super high ferritin my mm -hmm. ferritin levels are high there's a disease called hemochromatosis which it seems like I may have and basically that's when iron deposits in your brain and liver over time and even if you don't drink which I haven't drank since March and I I'd have no intentions of drinking in the foreseeable future mm -hmm. um, it's when you can actually get cirrhosis of the liver without even drinking Wow. So it, that's how that's how much it, wow. that's how much it fucked your liver up. Holy shit. Yeah. So I was told two years ago to donate because my levels were in like the five hundreds, my ferritin levels. Mm -hmm. But then the offshot, and sometimes the tricky part of it is that ferritin can actually be an indication of inflammation in the body, not just high iron stores and levels. Because my saturation levels were not that crazy. Yeah. 
Two years go by. I never donated blood because I'm a little bitch and I hate needles. Same. Ugh, hate needles. And I don't then, have tattoos. Oh, man, that's why I don't have any tattoos either. Like that, Yay. I, dude, I some. I, dude, I Non-artwork I, tweens. Oh, I, I fucking... Oh, do it. No, 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 go back to that. I got like the pound. Stick shift. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. But um, yeah, so I, I was supposed I, to donate two years ago. Never did. Mm-hmm. And then I started, feel, I started getting like a, a mental feeling of just having like a bubble around my head. I just felt very depersonalized kind of just on autopilot which to be honest with you happens in my line of work when you're shooting a lot of the same things you're constantly you're doing a lot of the trips like the expos constantly it feels like the same thing over and over and over and over and over again so i uh i kind of just got in tune with how i was feeling and i was just kind of losing my mind a little bit because i was like i i know i feel off i can't explain how and why i feel off i got blood work in august uh, it showed that my iron, my ferritin levels were half of what they were two years ago, which doesn't make sense because if anything, I'm eating more red meat than I was two years ago, and I never donated blood, so it doesn't really make sense as to why that happened. Yeah. I then spoke to my guy down in Florida. I mm. spoke to the um, natural guy that I I know through Cyosit, uh, super super intelligent guys. Both of them said you need to go donate blood. You have to go donate blood. Like this is this is a life or death health type of scenario over time. Oh yeah, you, you got to go fucking donate hit. blood. 100%. So over the last couple of months, I've been trying to work up to the courage. And then two weeks ago, I just, I felt like the shittiest I felt. And I said, wow. I said, literally, what, what do I have to lose? Let me go donate. I, I, I bit the bullet, man. It was tough. I bit the bullet. I, do you get all like white and sweaty? You know what? I started, I was wearing Crocs and my feet were so fucking sweaty. I was dude, like, I get bad, dude. I was I'm like, bad. oh my God. I'm terrible. I am so anxious right now. And, yeah. but I sat there and I just said, you know what? This is for the better. This is for me. Yeah. I have to, I have to just bite yeah, the bro. bullet and do something that scares me. Yeah. Whatever. So they laid me back. I donated. You got you to go ask to get laid down. Yeah, that's what they did. You. Okay, yeah, they did. yeah, you're good, yeah. And then I, I, I was FaceTiming T and I was hanging out and uh, I didn't feel anything immediately. Uh, the next day I felt clear. They little, say, yeah. A little, little clearer. The next two days you feel like, A little clearer. Oh. And then I felt a little bad again. Not bad like I was, but a little mm. off. And I was like, oh, maybe it didn't work, whatever. And then a couple days go by. Like, I, my, my guy down in Florida was like, yo, give it a week and then let me know how you feel. Literally a week to the de- to that day, I felt great, man. Wow. Mindset, mm-hmm. everything's back. I feel sharp Mindset? again. Yeah. A little product plug. Like that? I'm very excited to try that, by the way. But yeah, um, yeah so I, I've, I've, knock on wood, I've, I've felt great since then. Good. And now, I don't know what my ferritin levels are now, but I have my plan and you know, going forward is every two to three months, I'll probably go donate. Yeah. Because you know what? I'll get used to it. It is what it is. I'll get used to it. it you're saving lives at the same time, and it's it's a good feeling yes. to donate and whatnot. Yeah. You're gonna to come to the next one with me. Yeah. Oh, so, so the funny thing—the last time I don't—I I didn't donate blood, so I was, uh, it was an IV treatment, wasn't it? That's another. I'll, we'll tell that story after this one. <laughs> we'll we'll tell that story after this one. So I went to—I um, don't know if it's called Revive anymore, but they—I uh, forgot. I think it's in yeah, this, the med spa type yeah, of spot. Yeah, whatever. So. Long story short, they take your whole panel, not not just your hormones, but your heart, liver, pancreas, everything. Yeah. So I go there, and that whole week, for some reason, dude, I'm like, I'm, I'm waking up tired. I'm thinking, dude, all right, I'm 30. Like, I'm turning 30. Yeah, this is it. It's over. I'm like, fuck. Okay. Like, but at the same time, I think it's, you know, TRT. Let's fucking, let's get huge. Yeah. So I'm like going in like. Get juicy. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Like, I'm about to hop on this fucking gravy train, you know? And uh, so... <laughs> It was like saucy train. It was yeah. It was double edged sword, right? So I go there, and then the woman there, uh, she's taking my blood, and like I'm white, I'm pale, I'm sweaty. She's like, why is it always like, 
like the like the taller dudes like why is it always these guys i'm just like i'm i'm sorry i don't i don't know what to tell you so i'm like i'm all, like i don't i don't pass out when i give blood i just get very like woozy just feel off yeah like i always come in within like 2 minutes of passing out i never pass out though yeah uh, they usually have to give me orange juice after, which is pretty funny. Oh, you love your your juice juice. Yeah, dude, I need that blood sugar rise. And then, uh, so then they actually get the results, like, within, you know, fucking couple, I think, what was it, like, three, four days, I come back in. Nice. They're like, hey, man, like, are you are you running anything? What do you, what do you want? I'm just like, absolute, like, water, chicken, rice, and steak, occasionally salmon. And they're just like, dude, you don't need to be here. Like, you have immaculate blood work. Like, why do I feel off? Yeah, I was like, why do I feel so tired? They're like, maybe you should like, like just not take a day off, but like, dude, just relax. Yeah, de-stress. They're like, dude, you need to fucking chill, dude. They're like, yeah, dude. Like my my T levels were like at eight fifty. I'm thirty one years old. Yeah, man, that's good. Yeah, but like, I, but I'm very regimented with my not even health supplements things, but that's also why this the move from where I was to caged aligned so well is because it's just like such an easy transition from my lifestyle to my supplements to everything where I'm, I am I used to be an athlete and now I'm just like not a wannabe bodybuilder, but I'm just like, a you know, I like exercising and being fit and being healthy because one day I do want to have a family and I do want to be there for my kids and I don't want to be that, you know, father that doesn't get to experience that with his kids. I want to be there for my kids and, and have that lasting impression that like my dad had. I want to carry that legacy. That's really important to me. So having that and, and having my health first and foremost is of the utmost importance. So whether it be greens, fucking multi, whole food multivitamins, whether it be probiotics, anything and everything that I can do, vitamin K2, anti-inflammatory, turmeric, et cetera, those things, staying on top of that and being regimented, it all goes back to you having the right headspace, being positive in your outlook in life, and surrounding yourself with like-minded people that like, like if I had shitty friends and they didn't want to be around a long time and they're all my friends were super overweight and drank and got high all the time, where the fuck do you think I would be? Yeah, it's it's a very slippery slope. Exactly. But you know, once and it happens without you even fucking realizing it. Yeah. It's like you just you want to be a part of the group, you want to do things that are Because then it becomes part of your life. Yeah. And then peer pressure comes into account, right? And then now you're worrying about what your people think. But like if I hang out with you all the time, you're one of the more understanding people I know. Like, hey, man, I'm good. I don't want to drink. Okay. The kids I used to hang out with in college would be like, why don't you drink it, pussy? Yeah. I fucking hated that shit. Yeah, egg you on. They'd be yeah. like, come on, bro. Like, or it's like, not that big a deal. Exactly. Or like, let's like, listen, I'm not competing anytime soon, but if I want to stay on track and have a meal, like, I want to surround myself with people who are like, oh, yeah, don't, next, no, he's good. He's he's doing his thing. I Like, I don't want to hear it. Like, if, if, if the roles are reversed, and that's why, like, sometimes I get annoyed sometimes because, like... If the roles were reversed and you wanted to do better for yourself, I would be a shitty friend if I didn't support you. But for some reason, as we're younger, we surround ourselves with people who are kind of like, oh, egg you on. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's just a meal plan. Like, why why not have a drink? Like, what are you doing? Like, stop being a loser. Oh, you're no fun. Well, if you were my friend, not that you would understand. I don't expect you to, but you would at least support me. Yeah. And that what comes down to surrounding your people that genuinely are there because there's a lot of fucking fake shit out there, dude. Oh, man. Especially in this industry where it's just like, I can't, I can't tell you. This is not me stroking my ego. As soon as I went from VMI to Caged, no knock against VMI. Love the guys there. Great brand. Caged is a substantially larger, high-profile brand. Yeah. As soon as I went there, I showed you my text message, bro. Like, 
160, 170. Like, where the fuck are these people coming from? Yeah. You were showing, oh, you were with me the next day. Yeah. I'm like, what the, the next f- day. what the fuck is this? seeing your phone consistently buzzing. Like, what the fuck? And now, here's the question. Were those same people that are showing so much, quote unquote, love, were mm-hmm. they there during all the times of MFIT and VMI? Um, A handful. 170 of them. I'm mm, saying. No, I have some fucking, no, of course That's not, bro. You have, you have, like, you know, your five, six people. Like, I listen, I have kids, kids. I have friends <laughs> that I played Little League with. Right, that that followed me through college and and supported me just because from afar and they're friends. Those people you appreciate. The people that like you might have needed a favor from and didn't answer you when you're like, hey, do you mind like you know maybe picking up a bottle or two just to you know? No, we're good. There's no demand for it. Yeah. I also remember that Anthony from Foundations RX when I asked him to pick up a bottle of MFIT because he was friends with Guy. He picked up fucking cases just to support Guy and myself. And then now, foundations, as we're about to have Cajun Foundation soon. Beautiful. So, like, it's just building relationships and, and just having people that are there for you. And, again, it just, I don't know, this this theme of just the people you surround yourself is, is just the theme of this episode because it really does mean so much. It does. It does. Yeah, I've, I've, been, um, I've been quoted as being cold over the years and cutting people off too quickly. I was, told, I, was told I changed last week. Well, I mean, you, you did change. Yeah, you did change. So I was told I changed. Yeah, you changed. But I don't know. Nah. Oh, you could, bro. It's fucking okay. It's changing, okay. bro. Yeah, you're changing. You're hitting my mics and shit. Crazy. The old Nick would never have done that. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been told that I was, I, I, I'm a little too quick to cut people out, cut people off, this and that. But at 32 years old, I really don't have time for bullshit. And even at, at a younger age, I didn't have time for bullshit. Mm-hmm. So that was actually a topic for the intro stuff that I wanted to talk about. I... I Marina, I put up a question for Marina because she's coming on tomorrow. Nice. I put a question up for Marina and then I reposted yours and I put yours up. I didn't get any. Mm-hmm. I didn't get any for yours. I got two for Marina. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw the list of females who saw that saw that and I said, please don't skip this. This is important. Marina had breast cancer. Like, yeah. this is important. What questions do you maybe have? Like, it's not every day that maybe a girl could interact with somebody that had a double mastectomy that she can actually talk so openly and freely about it, maybe help her screening, what yeah. to look out for. God forbid they ever have to do something like that. What's the process like? What, what did you experience? Not only emotional, psychological, but fucking physically. What did you go through? And we're going to rerun that list down. So I don't, I don't need the questions. Let me yeah. just... <laughs> I, I, anytime I put up a question thing on any of my podcast uh, episodes, I don't need questions. I, I, I can have a conversation and make my own fucking questions. But the point is, I like to make it so this way it's more um, integral, like but with people that are mm-hmm. going to be interacting with the do show. You, do you ever take that personally? So, like, if you put up a. If so, you I do a, and I don't. And that's kind of where this is going. When you see all I do the people and that I, just went, okay. I do and I don't because I always show love to everybody that mm-hmm. posts on my page. Always. Like, everybody that, that comes up on my feed. Mm-hmm. I send a like over there. If there's a poll, I'll, I'll interact with it. Yeah. Just because the interaction yeah. helps the page. Yeah. Marina asked me, she goes, did you get any questions? Because I got a couple of questions, this and that. I said, no, I haven't. I haven't got anything. She's, I, I got one. And she just goes, wow. Really? I said, yeah. And what I've realized is that there's a lot of people that will, as this show continues to grow, because it is, there was a lot of people that when I hit 10,000 subscribers, when I hit 50,000 subscribers... When I hit a million downloads, there's a lot of people that will say they were part of the show and they knew the show before it hit its strides. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You could tell people that. That's okay. Yeah. Let everybody know. Oh, yeah. You could pretend to gas yourself up and tell them that you actually did something. But when that poll came up, 
And all I needed was a simple question like, how did you go? You didn't do anything. Yeah. So it's like a false sense of like, I, 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 I knew that guy. Yeah. I knew Nick. I knew, I knew the show. I knew when it was like small. That's what, I, that's what used to happen with Panetti and I. Mm. You know, Panetti and I were hitting fucking strides. And we really, we, we, we started off small. And then we were getting like a thousand epi- listens an episode just on the audio side. We yeah. were fucking killing it. But that was the same thing. The people that you would think would yeah. support the show, show yeah. love, this yeah. and that. They never did. Yeah. And that's okay. Because yeah. I see, and I've, I've said this on a million and one fucking episodes. Y'all, I see y'all liking Kim K's posts. Yeah. I see y'all liking Dwayne Wade's posts. When in reality, they don't give a fuck about you. And your like means dick. Yeah. <laughs> means dick. Doesn't mean shit. Yeah. So, but because we're in a similar situation of you know me through Long Island, you know me in my area, you know me through the fitness industry, you know me wherever you know me. I've done a shoot for you. I've done yeah. a shoot for people you know. Whatever it might be, you almost you you want to show love, but you don't because you don't want to see me grow and you don't want to see me continually step this thing up. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Ship's leaving without you anyway. I don't give a fuck. So the the one thing that I will say is that when it comes to that type of stuff, so I used to... <laughs> Back, I'll, I won't say the brand, but back in back in when I first got into the marketing space, I used to take that stuff very, very seriously, yeah. like very personally. I think that's also what really I was always very competitive as a kid. But I think as I got into like the business side, I really did things. I did like I didn't like go at people or I didn't take it negatively. I took it personally and I kind of used it as fuel. And like I used to kind of hold on to it at times, right? So then when you see all those faces that looked at the story. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of like, I got a decent amount, not as much as I usually get to be very honest with you. I usually get a, like a nice amount of questions and it's usually, I keep it fun and playful. It's not about work or whatever. It's usually just straight up. But I used to take that stuff very personally when I would see a couple hundred people, maybe a thousand people watched it. Mm-hmm. Fucking only, why the fuck? I, I I just spoke to you. Why didn't you ask a question? You know, Four questions. Hey, but you see what I'm saying? Yep. So like, as I've gotten older though, what I've noticed is, is that I stopped taking it so personally because, and this may help you, is that everyone at the end of the day is just worried about themselves. And and I'm not saying this in a negative aspect. Like there's two sides to the sword, right? Or two sides to the story. So like you can expect people to do things, but also what my mom taught me is don't really expect anyone to be as kind, as understanding, as empathetic as you are. Because then you'll just get disappointed. Yep. Because it's like when you're in high school, right? And you see a bunch of kids laughing at you and you think it's about you. 99% 99% of the time it's not because everyone's so fucking self-absorbed and worried about themselves that that they're like, oh, like, you know, oh, yeah, but if the roles were reversed and you asked a question, you'd fucking, you know, DM it to me and ask me to ask a question. That's what I did because I was like, shit, I only got like fucking five questions. I need to DM some fucking people. But everyone's so self not in a negative way, but everyone's so worried about themselves and how they're perceived in today's era specifically that they'll just go on past it and they won't even think anything of it in your eyes. They just won't. It really starts at home and the people that were raised in a sense of, oh, this could help Nick out. Why don't I just ask him a question? Takes two fucking seconds. They'll think that way. The majority of people, though, clearly, at least 75% of that audience. I'd say that's low. That's a low percentage. But I'm being generous. Is like, they're just worried about themselves, man. And you can't fault them for that because, listen, at the end of the day, everyone's got to get a job, put food on the table. Everyone's got shit going on. So that's why at, at this point, like eight years ago, would I have been like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, as I've gotten older and my career has expanded and grown, I'm substantially more understanding in that facet. Like, I get it, you know? But at the same time, like, I have bosses that probably the busiest people I know, they always find a way and always take the time 
to answer me. So like, if like Aaron and Darren shout out are busy, I know that, but they always get back to me. Always, yeah. I never, I never get like an ignored text message, ever. They're, but they're just genuine people. But that's what I mean, though. That's how I've called people out. By there's the a, way, there's a there's a scarcity of of just genuine humans on this planet. Scarcity, oh, yeah. yeah, scarce, without question. But that's actually how I've called people out in the past, though. I've called people out that like are super close to me. Mm. I've called them out by saying, you know, it's weird. Elon Musk can tweet all day no. and can play Elden Ring on Xbox, no. but you can't seem to just like give me a little interaction. Yeah, like it's and once again, I'm not expecting. Not asking you to hold my fucking hand. Acknowledge, yeah, show some fucking respect. Just show some love. Yeah. Because don't mean to curse so much, but Jesus. There, there are plenty of people who I know haven't listened to the show. Oh, you're respect. good. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Like, there are people that'll, that'll mute it on yeah. YouTube. If they don't want me to, to curse, then it's the wrong platform for me. It's a respect thing. Um, but there are people that, that have, over the, over the course of the three podcasts that I've had, that have never shown love on any of them, mm-hmm. but asked to be a guest. My fa- okay, so that's like, weird to me. So <laughs> that's weird. why am I going to sit down with you? Yeah, like I've I've actually asked him like, oh, what was your favorite episode? Oh, you know this. I, I don't. My favorite is like, listen, you know, like I I I gave the podcast thing a try multiple times, and I won't even say that it failed. It's just from a time standpoint, the effort, and obviously the quality. If you're not going to put out grade A stuff, more than likely, not saying that it won't. Eventually, it'll get better. It's one of those things where it's like doing something's better than doing nothing. Just start. You're going to start shitty. That's just, you know, it took you how fucking long to get to this quality and this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it takes time because, you know, I'm figuring all this out myself and I really don't ask anybody anything. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, there's nobody else that does podcasts that I personally know Mm. that I ask questions to. Yeah. There's nobody. I asked my buddy Josh, uh, Josh, shout out to Josh Wiseman. I asked Josh every now and then maybe an audio question because he used to do processing, like audio processing and, and engineering for bands and whatnot. And he's an artist himself. Yeah. Maybe I ask him one or two questions over the course of how many years now. Mm. I've just had to figure this all out and do a lot of trial and error myself. What do I want to not only convey on the message standpoint, mm. but on the quality side of things? What yeah. gear is going to give me exactly the, the, the look, the sound, everything that I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all in. I'm not going to do it half-assed. I'm not going to yeah. purchase this amplifier because it's, you know, oh, it's $400 and the one that I really want is $1,500. It's like, no, 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 I'm going to make that investment because not only making that investment is is, is a good thing in the long run, but it's it, it's going to keep me dedicated to the process. Like, you spent $1,500 on that amplifier. Yeah. Use it. Yeah. Don't let it fucking sit there and collect dust. Yeah. That's been a majority of the gear that I've purchased over my entire career for video stuff. Mm-hmm. There's been a few purchases that, definitely should have rented the gear didn't need to buy it but you know i've learned that over time and now i do like a like a 48 to 72 hour rule Mm -hmm. i want something and i think it's going to help me not only am i going to watch a bunch of videos on it and do my research due diligence on it but i'm going to sleep on it a couple of nights i don't want to just make a a brash decision like this microphone that i just bought Mm -hmm. i have a bunch of the shore sm7b's you see every podcast uses those Mm -hmm. and they use these these are broadcast mic for a long time. I was looking for a new sound. I wanted something that was a little bit more broadcasting and boomy, and I thought that this matched with these could really give me the... I love the sound of this fucking microphone. Mm-hmm. If I could go back in time, I would buy four of these. Mm-hmm. I really would, but now I know. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of like thinking and fine-tuning things as you go along. Mm-hmm. And listen, it's a process. Life's a process. Yeah. We constantly level up. That's kind of like what we've both been dealing with on the anxiety and mental side of things. Mm-hmm. We've, we've had years to master the fitness side 
We've had years to master the dieting, the training. You've had years of baseball, athleticism, whatnot. And I've, I did all kinds of weird shit. I did paintball and fucking jujitsu now and like all different odd type of, of a, a, a athletic type, you know, sports. Yeah. But it's a process. And now the next stage, which it almost feels like it's been the latest challenge, is mastering my mind. Yeah. Because I've always had a positive outlook on a lot of things, mm-hmm. but with so much negative inputs yeah. and, and frequencies coming at you on a daily basis. I mean, especially today. I mean, my God. Oh, it's everything. I, I, I think I got my nails did yesterday, and I think that was the first time that I've seen a news channel in, I don't know, it's got to be at least a year and a half. I, I don't watch the news. Oh, I don't watch the news either. I don't watch. I, the only reason I subscribe to YouTube TV is for football season. That's it. I have zero reason. Not, get, not getting political, and I'm not trying to show sides here. The only times when I would really watch is the Trump debates. Is the what? The Trump debates. That's the only time. The Trump debates. Just pure entertainment. Like, yeah, it's wild. The guy is a machine. Like, it's he wild. just steamrolls everybody. It's, it's fucking hysterical. Wi- it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. I did. Yeah, that, that football. <laughs> yeah. You know, you that's could... really it. But that's it. Yeah. And also, too, the trial and everything. I think today, too, man, like, there's a lot of... And it, it goes with like the the instant gratification, right? Like, there's no one wants to go through the trial and error shit, and no one wants to 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 be like, oh, everyone's so afraid of the failure, they won't just get started. Like everyone's so afraid. Oh, I want to start a podcast. Oh, well, it's gonna look like shit. Just do a fucking episode and see where it goes. It's gonna look and sound like shit. And the biggest trap that I th- I think a lot of new podcasts, if there's any free game that I can give out, is I feel like a lot of new podcasts they don't they don't get deep with things. And when I say get deep, there's a lot of podcasts that I've seen that will. And I said this with Jamal, they'll just make clips to make clips. Yeah. Like it's just not, it's not a conversation. Like it's not like, this isn't scripted. No, I, it's, I, for, I it's for, I didn't tell you any of this. It's for a good TikTok with some, that's what I'm saying. Music, like, yeah, yeah it's, uh, you know, some emotional shit where, you know, sad boys jerking off in the corner because he's so upset about his life. Like that's the kind of shit that they post out. And then you get all the emotional dudes and women and everything like that comment on it that are, yeah. oh, I'm, I feel this. I feel this. They're like, no, no, no. We talk about real shit and we yeah. talk and I keep it authentic and real. I don't want scripts. Like, yeah, I have questions that I want to ask you because I know these are open ended and it'll steer the conversation in specific directions and whatnot. But I'm not sitting here going, all right, how can I get Nick to give me a motivational quote that I'm going to be able to get viral on TikTok? How am I going to do that? Let's see. Let's ask him about his past. Like, I'm not... Yeah. And I find that a lot of these a lot of these conversations that these podcasts are having, and my friends included, a couple of my friends are doing their own podcast and they're trying to get it off the floor and they're like, oh, this clip did well and this did that. I was like, okay, that's awesome. But like, what are, you, what are y'all talking about? Because I've seen the clips and it's very low vibrational energy. And some people will be like, what does that mean, low vibrational? It means it's like a dog shit conversation. It's about fuck jokes and uh, sex stories and that's okay to throw in and have fun. Yeah. But like, if that's the grand theme of your podcast... You're just like all the others, man. Yeah. Stand yourself out. Be yeah. different. Have fun. Have a conversation. I love bringing all my personalities on. Mm. I love bringing Tyler on. I love bringing Jamal on. I love oh, bringing God. you on. Yeah. Fucking Supwolf. Greg's a, Greg's a whole personality on his own. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like all. I haven't these, seen Greg in a minute. No one has. He he. he, I, think he <laughs> I think he evaporated. But like, but just bringing on all these different personalities and all these different people yeah. because we all from different walks of life, but mm. similar mentalities. Mm. Straightforward. Critical thinkers in a lot of situations, creative. Like, we're all very good on our own, but great when we come together as well. And that's what I love about this. Mm. And listen, man, my first episode, dog shit. I I actually want to go listen to it, the first episode with Panetti. Yeah. That was crazy. But, and I tell this to people all the time, Panetti and I did, I think we did 70 episodes, some shit like that. We did 70 episodes, and then I did 13, I didn't know, 11 or 12 with Ty. And now this is 66. Tyler is Tyler, I will say this. Shout out to Ty. Tyler is gifted. 
<laughs> I'm I'm being serious. Like I, I know he's doing his own thing. I genuinely, genuinely believe he, he needs to get into some sort of facet, kind of like what you're doing. Yeah. But his personality is so not I, w- I don't want to say the word electric. He's not the rock. But just anytime I'm around that guy, I feel good. I'm happy around Tyler. He makes me laugh. Like I've never seen someone like upset around. Like you know, like I just he, that dude. Like he needs to put himself out there more. I don't know what it has to. Dude, his fucking Instagram stories when he flicks his hair back. He's like, all right, what's up, late? And <laughs> like we were talking, we were talking to some girls. At OG, we were talking to some girls at OG the other day. We were, fu- I was fucking crying. And he and and he's hysterical. I guess I guess this girl has like a stalker. She's like just some dude that always shows up at the coffee yeah. shop. And him and her were talking back and forth. Uh, the last couple of classes and then all of a sudden he goes yeah you fucking jinx me because now i have a stalker and we start talking and i said well is it a what he goes no it's a fucking guy i couldn't be that lucky he goes, <laughs> he goes women don't find me attractive or women my age and i said well oh my god that I, reminds me of the iv lady yeah i was like i was like oh shit man oh my god i don't want to so so anyway so yeah so it's just it's it, it's it's about just getting out and doing it. That's really what it, what, what the message is. You have to just do it. You got to just have fun with it and then just make your own spin because if you're going to try to do a carbon copy of like every podcast that you listen to or every type of video creator that you listen to or every type of marketing director and sales director, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you, could, you can carbon copy some things, but you got to put your spin on it because that's what makes you you. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah, And I think that, that translates to a lot of things, whether it be your podcast, whether it be business, whether it be like the brand that we that I work for. So like, it's it's fine. Like, there was a podcast. I forgot who it was. I I think it was PJ Brown when, with Blackstone. I think he was like, yeah, everyone makes the same shit. It's just how you market it. And there's some, there's some. Raise that bitch up. There's some. Yeah. yeah, yeah there's some validity to that, right? But I I think it's it's finding that unique step. So like, your uniqueness is it's a conversation and it's just based on personality and yourself, right? With a special brand like this, like Caged, it's it's finding the right mixture of sports performance and athletics and health and wellness it's we're the first brand to really combine the two and be the better for you brand we're the first company to actually and we have so many things in the pipeline from marketing partnerships to certain collaborations we're going to be unique from that aspect and a lot of these brands out here and it's it's not a negative or a knock right it's they're they're doing what's popular but it's it's the same old shit yeah same shit trying to get viral on tiktok it's, it's to- not even that like from a, from a brand standpoint there's a lot of like at, at my last employer with vmi like no one was doing blue shark gummy before we did blue shark gummy so shout out to the guys when we pulled the trigger on that but with caged it's some behind the curtain stuff that I'll tell you off the mic and the partnerships that we have, these are like first to market, like brand new, unique ideas and partnerships that really haven't been done before. Are we going to get into some spaces that are, that have been happening frequently? Yes, but we're going to have our own special cage spin to it. That's different in first to market. This isn't going to be some random flyby. Oh yeah. They're doing fucking, you know, Reese's puffs protein or whatever the fuck. It's actually going to be unique, and it, it matches up with the brand values, better for you branding, health, wellness, and performance. So it's excited to be part of that, and obviously with you know good leadership and obviously handsome <laughs> East Coast directors, it makes life pretty easy. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, two things. Number one, you keep talking to the side of the microphone. I will. Uh, no, you won't. Beat you and kiss you all at the same time. <laughs> move that. Move that microphone. What? Look, look, no, no, no. Move it back. Move it back. 
Yeah, there you go. But look, then you start talking like this. Oh, I'm not. I'm talking yeah, shit. Nah, up. you've been whatever. talking like this. I'm gonna watch you. Whatever. Looking right at your mouth. Yeah, whatever. that's right. I'll pause. Uh, no, no pause. <laughs> Uh, a couple points, and then I want to get into uh, your history. Sure. You know, obviously, how we've known each other yeah. for years, because there's some. There are going to be some listeners that don't know our history yeah. and where we first met, yeah. and that's kind of where I want to get things started and rocking and rolling. But yeah. I found it interesting. There was a news article. Uh, John Stewart, you know John Stewart. Yeah. John Stewart uh, left the Daily Show a long time ago, and his first endeavor back was going to be with Apple. So Apple has its own network called yeah. Apple TV Plus whatever the bullshit, you know, all these pluses, I'm, I'm exhausted. But so basically they were cool with it until John started having guests on to talk about AI in China. And now Apple just terminated from what I understand the contract with him and they don't want to be a part of that. So I don't know who needs to hear this, but there are no sides. Like there doesn't need to be sides to stuff yeah. like this. We need what we need as a, as a collective society is to have open dialogue on every aspect. doesn't matter your viewpoints. We need open dialogue on every viewpoint. Even if you despise something that I believe in, we have to have that dialogue yeah. because if you don't, now we're just being told what to think and say and we're too dystopian and we're yeah. too yeah. robotic and, you know, take me to your leader type of like, you know, fucking just society types things. So I, I saw that article and I was just amazed that it really has gotten to that point of, we can't talk about certain things because Apple obviously gets their stuff made in China of course, and they have ties to China. And I'm sure if you dig deep enough in the file system that the Apple TV plus new, you know, channel and, mm -hmm. and production side of things, I'm sure there's some funding in there from China as well. Mm -hmm. So Whatever the standpoint is in general, I think just a message and it's kind of just left field. It has nothing to do with you and I. But when I read things like that, it bothers me because I have friends with kids. I have God kids. You have a godson, like a nephew, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you have to look at the world and the way, way that it's going. Yeah. And you have to understand that that's really fucked if we're going to allow shit like that. Yeah. All of the, y'all remember the fact checkers, right? On every fucking post that you put up. Any any fucking post didn't matter what it was. Fact check, fact check. Yeah. That is fucking crazy. Yeah. That y'all can't have your own opinions and you can't just believe in something that you believe in, and that's that. You have to. Oh nope, this is the only way that it can be. And then, and then, like this conversation always turns political, right? Yeah, and it doesn't need to be. It, it's life. But this, but this again, it, it always gets political because that's that's what people kind of point to. P people are going to assume whether what aisle you stand on or I stand on, right? Based on our opinion, like the fact checker thing, like, dude, it, it was ridiculous at one point. I, like, at some point, you have to kind of question, like, hey, like, what, can I not voice my opinion? No, you like, can't. But uh, and then that's the thing, right? That's where it gets scary is because now we're, we're timing all of these things around certain, let's call it, proceedings and events that occur. And now we're, we're kind of throwing a, a blanket over it. And what scares me, at least, is like... I've heard nothing about that, and as a society, we've kind of just forgotten it, and we're just going to just mosey on. Okay, it's over. Let's just continue. Yep. And ne Next thing. Ne next world catastrophe that we have yeah. to get to now. Exactly. And next, uh, you know, milestone of bad news. So while we, with, with saying all of this, I think one of the most important things that we can convey is you have to not only focus on you, but 
if you believe in something, you have to just stick to your guns. Yeah. You got to stick to your guns. You got to understand that it's cool. Like if you hear another opinion or you hear someone else that brings another argument, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to, to backtrack and say, you know what? I believe this. Yeah. You showed me that that's not actually the case. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Like, let's, you know, or I fucked up. Yeah. Okay. I fucked right. up. Well, there's no accountability. That's yeah. the other thing. We talk about that a lot. There's no accountability. I happily say on the podcast, if I'm incorrect in something, somebody comments and I will happily say, oh, I fucked up. My bad. Mm. My word is not stone. Like, it's not my, something that I say is not like engraved. That's the scary part, too, right? It's like, as now, like, you'll see with, like, I'm not trying to get into cancel culture on this episode, but like, when. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a slippery slope. I know. You just go right down. But what happens is, is like, Listen, man, like people are going to say things in their past that'll come up and things that they don't mean or whatever. And people's opinions are allowed to change. Does that mean that you should fucking castrate these people and completely wipe them off the face of the earth and their existence? Nope. No, these people have families. These people have friends. These people, people are allowed to change their points of view. And like you said, just sticking with your guns. It's okay if you do that, you know, but also having some sense of accountability. Um, the pitchforks and the torches come out too quick. Everyone relax. Exactly, man. Take but, a chill pill. But, stop, stop watching the fucking news. And no one's fucking. And, no one's fucking perfect, bro. And as and as Andre says, and I said it with I said it with Jamal, I scroll past videos that I don't agree with mm-hmm. all day. I see something that I don't agree with, or that I, I know is incorrect information. Yeah. That I know, but I don't leave a comment. I don't report the video because fuck my two cents. It doesn't yeah. matter. Because that person's going to do what they want to do, and it's cool. Because now if I come at them, then it's like this whole movement of you versus me, and it's an attack. It's not just a conversation. That's a, that's a big problem in a lot of industries, fitness, mm-hmm. world, politics. It's a, it's a not being able to have a conversation where both parties that don't agree with one another on a subject or a, or a, or a topic – can't sit down and say, this is what I believe, and this, this, is the, this is the reasoning behind it. And then you say, this is what I believe, this is the reasoning behind it. And then we have yeah. open dialogue that's friendly. Dude, families have been fucking torn apart with that shit. Torn apart. It's torn insane. Apart. It's dude, insane. I've, dude, I, I've gotten into it with family members. It's, oh, yeah, I've gotten into it with plenty of family members. And, and, and guess what? Now, you know what I say? When I, when, when some Because I know they're never going to change standpoint. They're never going to. Yeah. Now, my, 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 okay. But the thing so is. I say, hey, I go, okay. But the, the, the resolution to that, though, is like, you're still going to talk to your family member. It's not like you. Like you see what I'm saying? You're yeah. ac- you're accepting of that though. Oh yeah. But like, that's what's missing though is the tolerance of other people's opinions and yep. allowing them to have such, and not just having this, regardless of what area you seem to believe in. Let's just call it that to stay away from politics. Is like you need to have some relatability and ability in itself to just like. You are allowed to have your own fucking opinions. Yeah, it's cool. I, I, I respect that people have their own opinions. But if you're going to start pushing your shit on me and telling mm-hmm. me that I'm stupid because I don't believe in the same thing as you, then we have a problem. So that article I found fucking insane that they're terminating that. But at the same time, not shocked. No, not unfortunate. For, unfortunately, not shocked in nowadays. Yeah, they got a safe face. Yeah. So um, I got one more story. I got one more story for you. I'm walking Kenji yesterday. Mm. And Kenji doesn't like other dogs. There was a golden retriever walking towards us. And this is on mindset and how miserable people are. It actually kind of fits into what we were just talking about. Mm. How people are just so fucking nuts and they just don't understand like you could be wrong. It's okay. So whenever I see another dog walking on the sidewalk coming towards us, I always move Kenji off. I always move Kenji off the sidewalk, let them go past or I cross the street. I don't want to deal with it. dogs act crazy around Kenji because he's not, he's not, um, he's intact still still has his nuts mm-hmm. and they can sense that the dogs they go they go nuts females males want to fight 
So I usually just try to take him out of the situation. So I saw them walking towards us and I move Kenji into the street and the wife is holding the dog and they're wa- and I see the husband, he's got sunglasses on, he's walking towards us and he calls the wife back and she goes back to talk to him. And they're, st- and they're standing there talking for like maybe 15, 20 seconds. Now I'm standing here and I'm like, I see the guy looking at me in the window, like the reflection. I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting for y'all to pass. Like I'm, I'm not standing in the middle of the road because I know the second I walk back to the, to the sidewalk, they'll start walking again. Then I'll have to just go right back out. Yeah. Whatever. So this, she starts walking again. She's holding the dog. It's a big dog. It's a big golden. And it looks at Kenji. Kenji's just standing there staring at it. And it barks and growls right, right at Kenji. Kenji's got that dog in him. He's like, all right, we going? This is it. He gets on his hind legs trying to pull to get to this dog. Now, I'm holding Kenji back by the collar. There's a hand grip. I'm holding him back. As I'm doing that, she's, the wife can't hold the dog back. So the dog is getting closer and closer, but she's, she's walking by super slow, like very, and she's smiling, like nothing's going on. Her dog is snarling at Kenji. Kenji's snarling at her dog. So I look at, I look at her and I go, I go, can you, can you please move the dog a little quicker? Can you please, I'm holding him back. Can you please move the, the husband gets in my face. He goes, what did you just say? I said, I said, can you please move the dog faster? What, what does that even mean, bro? What does that even mean? Screaming in my face. I went, you need to take that energy down. And I was wearing, actually, I was wearing this, but in blue. I was like, you need to take that energy down and fucking relax. Let me just tell you that right out the gate. And I'm holding Kenji still by the neck as he's he's pulling to get to this dog. The wife's still walking. And the dude is going off on me. He's just being a nasty fucking human being. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, I said, you know what, man? I said, I hope you have a great day because you seem not not okay. I was like, you, you, need, you need to have a good day. He goes, you know what? I hope you have a good day. I said, I will. I always do. And he goes, really? With the fucking tank top on? I said, yeah. <laughs> I knew you'd love that. I said, I said, right in his face. I fucking smiled right in his face. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I said, with the tank top on. I said, try me. Yeah. And I walk away. Yeah. And this motherfucker is still, he's walking the other way. Walking away from the situation, but mouthing Running off still. Yeah. I was like, bro. What? I would have let the dog go. Oh man, yeah, but then he's gonna kill the dog, and then I have to answer the law. And just, they're, gonna put, they're gonna put, <laughs> yeah. gonna put Ken, they're gonna try to put Kenji down. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh god. But I didn't know that it's just miserable, dude. I, accountability, bro. Well, accountability. that's what I'm saying. So that's what I told my mom. I, was, I called her right after. I was shaking. I was so mad. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. And I told her, I was like, that's a dude who beats his wife in private yeah. and doesn't have any accountability his whole life. Yeah. He's gotten away scot free. Yeah. No one's ever challenged him. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I swear to God, man, that's the dude that I, 32 years of just being in control of my own self and not getting into fist fights and shit like that. Mm. That would have been the dude that ruined it for me. Yeah. Okay, Baldy, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> like now I got to yeah. pop that head like a zit. Yeah. But it's it. It's a societal thing. So anyway, I just want to tell you that. That was a, that was a fun little story. Back to you. <laughs> Back to you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I have like little, little jot down notes uh, that, that, I, that I, want to, I want to cover. But uh, you and I had the privilege of meeting back in the day. Yeah. And back in those days, it was the MFIT days. Yeah. Seems like a lifetime ago. It really does. Yeah. It really wasn't that long ago, but it does feel like a lifetime ago. And I just wanted to just kind of touch upon, you know, I know you, you, Nature's Bounty was your yeah. original company. Nature's Bounty, yeah. So Nature's Bounty was the original company and um, getting involved in the supplement industry yeah. at a younger age at yeah. that point. Yeah. And um, I want to just know the journey through the supplement industry and uh, why you decided to pursue a career in that. 
Yeah. So I, I think it's I, I love telling the beginning part is because I, I because of my own ignorance, like it was because of my dad. What? Yeah. You like this? Oh yeah. Yeah. So not. <laughs> yeah, but no. So I, I I always thank my dad for not getting me in this industry, but pushing me to do so. So there was I was right out of college. And my dad was famously looking at his paper and he's like, hey, there's a job fair. I think I've told you the story before. There's a job fair at like the Marriott, right? And I wanted to be a firefighter growing up. That was like my dream job, firefighter or a cop. Wanted to be a first responder because shout out to the first responders. Shout out. Real heroes. Um, so, of, we have a lot of, you know, side note, we have a lot of friends, a exactly. lot of respect. It's a fucking tough job. Exactly. It's not easy. And that's so love. I, I end up going to the job fair, right? And I'm in the parking lot and I'm like... Maybe I'll just like sit in the car and I'll go home and I'll tell my dad like I went in and whatever. Fuck it. Like I'll throw out a couple of resumes that I brought with me and that'll be that. And I'm like, something told me. I was like, you know what? Let me, ah, fuck it. Let me just go walk in. At the time, the Nature's Bounty Company was called NBTY right next to the NYPD booth. Okay. So then I was like, I go to NYPD. I was like, fuck that shit. I'm not going to touch yeah. NBTY. I was like, I'm not fucking real. A lot of respect for it, but I'm not yeah, doing it. Yeah, fuck that shit. I was like, I want to be a cop. I want to help the people of this city and I want, that's what I wanted to do. And uh, you know what? I, I give my resume to MBTY just in case. I'm like, maybe one day, you know, I'll uh, make some pre-workouts and, you know, help you know, help somebody out. Help the bros out. It, little did I fucking know that my three years there, I, I, I ended up getting a call from Nature's Bounty saying, hey, can you come in just for an interview? Like, we just, we need help in the regulatory department, like labeling, international registrations, long story short. I started off in label development for Nature's Bounty, Metrics, uh, Rexel Sundown, Solgar, Pure Protein, Body Fortress, those brands, right? I started out there in lab, uh, label development regulatory. Then I got promoted to international registrations. And then I was doing that for about two years. And that was the regulatory background. And then I went over to a pharmaceutical company that needed regulatory help. Long story short, about six months into that, they were starting a sports nutrition brand um mfit i believe they're still around uh don't want to talk about them too much um but uh the the owner came to me and they said hey listen like we need help we need you to formulate some products long story short i ended up formulating close to about 30 SKUs. and at the time you didn't have any real formulation background no i was 25 yeah and i, I based it all off my knowledge and what i loved about the space and products that i use products that i liked because listen people can come with the formulas everyone's looking at different supplements for reference like no one's just pulling shit out of their ass but no one is everyone can tell you that oh this is my formula okay but yeah, taking inspiration but you took inspiration from something else so don't fucking tell me that that's one other topic but i, I was there for for three years i had at the time of my life there um i met one of my best friends guy sister nino there we still hang out and talk to this day um went to the olympia dubai muscle show fibo in shanghai um the olympia like we were supposed to go to uk and australia um and then the pandemic happened Right. And um, I was laid off, which is really tough to talk about. And, you know, people, some people get embarrassed by that. But I think having the the introverted thought process of you really do go through everything for a reason. And I was laid off. Right. And I want to say about three weeks later, I get um, which was really cool. I got a call from Jay Cutler. And Guy connected us. He's like, hey, like, what do you do? Uh, guy makes fun of me because Jay was like, what do you, what do you even do, bro? That's a good I was, I was like, I was, I was, dude, I was 27, 28. And I'm like, fucking Jay Cutler's asking me what I'm doing right now. Like, and what I can do for him. And that was really cool. And he may, he probably doesn't even remember that phone call. But look, that's why, like, even now, like, if buddies of mine, like, want to try a product, I send it to them. 
you don't know what one fucking phone call product or can like dude make someone's fucking life dude that one phone call that jay gave me 15 minutes of his time he doesn't know this he definitely doesn't even fucking remember because he gets hundreds of phone calls a day he made my dude he he such positively impacted my life and like oh shit like i am capable i can't do this fucking jay cutler's on the phone you know it, it meant a lot and then two days later after i got off the phone with jay tom riley called me from vmi he's like hey come in let's just talk long story short we hit it off and it went great and then the past three years were their best performing years in company history and um, long story short. And without I, you saying that, I will say I think that there's a lot of merit that needs to be thrown your way for that. Thank you. Because you definitely so – I saw a huge – because I remember I, I knew them prior to, prior to me joining them, yeah. the team. Yeah. So yeah. I saw what the operation was like prior, and it was always good. Yeah. It's not that it was a bad operation, no. but you definitely elevated it to another level that I don't believe they would have been able to do without you. Thank you. Thank you. That you brought a lot. young, you brought a younger, more youthful spin on on some mm-hmm. of the stuff that they were doing. You had the connections. You were able to do a lot of those things. And this isn't shit talking. This is yeah. just being totally transparent about you know what you see from the outside in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And listen, we we had a blast. Um, we accomplished a lot. And um, I was the marketing director there for close to three and a half years. And then I just needed a change of pace. And um, thankfully, I knew, ironically. Darren, the VP of sales over at Caged, I met him when I worked for MFIT, when we got onto bodybuilding.com. And me and him just always got along. We always clicked. He, Dude, this guy, this randomly, he would just hit me up for like, Merry Christmas. Like, dudes like that are just That's good, nice. yeah, good keep, people, keep bro. Keeping the connection open. Exactly. He's just a good dude. And doesn't um, just hit you up when he has a question or needs something. It's just more of a, no, hey, just no. I hope everything's great. Oh, now he needs stuff because he's, <laughs> <now he needs stuff. laughs> he's my boss. He's my boss now. Emails have changed. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I need this fucking hey, done right now. Get the shit done now. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday. Did you, did Yesterday. You call, did you call that GNC? Well, fucking let's go. Yeah, get it done. Uh, yeah, no, he's fantastic. But uh, I met Darren and uh, we were talking for a little bit and, uh, you know, it just, it worked out. And... Um, now I'm the director of the East Coast for one of the fastest growing companies, brands in the world. Um, and that that's how I landed here at Cage. And it was just a fit. Ironically, I was a Cage brand ambassador in college. Oh, that's cool. So like it was a really cool full, full circle story for me to tell. I haven't even really told it. Uh, but I was a brand ambassador in college and like I worked for Nature's Bounty. I was a Cage ambassador for like three years. I loved that brand. Um, and then... I, I I do find it very cool that they they moved away from from caged muscle. They got rid of the muscle. Yeah. Because we're not just a bodybuilding brand. We're the first brand that's taking sports performance, health and wellness, and really meeting it in the middle. We have your pre workouts. We have your middle of the ground pre workout. We have I forgot to bring you that one. The elite pre, which is the the most fully loaded pre workout bodybuilding pre workout, like on planet Earth. I'm not. Yeah, even, you don't have to worry about pre's with me. I haven't really taken that many. Yeah, to be honest with you. We have nootropics. We yeah, have. Yeah, this is the mindset one. I'm yeah, very interested. in. We have fish oils. We have multivitamins. We have aminos. We have like literally everything. Or we we use Max Catalyst, which we have the trademark for that increases absorption of beta alanine, citrulline. Not I'm not talking like 10, 15 percent, dude. Like. We're talking 50, 60, citrulline, I think, beta alanines are like over 100% absorption. So like we're differentiating ourselves and the brand, the messaging, the meaning, the the tagline, never stop evolving. Yeah, I just saw that on the back. So like that really connected with me because, dude, I was I was in the marketing space for seven, eight years. And now I'm not necessarily in marketing really anymore. Like I still like play around here and there. They let me, you know 
touch certain things. Yeah, they actually have a department for it now. E- exactly. But and but now I'm really with Darren and and the commercial team and like man, it's it's a hell of a change of pace and I I am taking pride and instead of being fearful in evolving, I'm kind of embracing it and em- and this is where I, I love how these episodes always come full circle. Like I'm embracing me being anxious because if I wasn't anxious and nervous and like fearful almost, then that means I don't give a fuck. You don't care and you're not alive. Exactly. And I'm I'm really embracing the fact that, yeah, dude, I need to learn new things. Yeah, dude, like I, I really do need to lean into that. But everything that I've learned from yesterday, because dude, I'm learning every day here at this brand because fucking rocket ship, dude. Like to the fucking moon. I like I've I've seen the fucking numbers. It's insane. Um, so it's it's exciting, but I'm really embracing the fact that I do need to keep evolving. I do need to keep learning. I do need to keep growing. And the cool thing about it is that I, I'm not like in some pressure cooker. I have two people that understand that where I'm coming from, my skill set. That's why I got that's why I got hired there. If I wasn't if I wasn't ready or if I wasn't meant to be in that specific place at that time then I, I never would have fucking got this job. And that's what I want the message to be besides we're talking like full circle and like surroundings is just like a, a, a dose of putting people at ease is every day you're going to have certain anxieties, certain things that bother you, but just have some reassurance that whatever you're going through, you are exactly where you are meant to be at that very moment in time. Whether you are going through something difficult, something great, take a moment to take a step back and realize at the end of the day, most of the time, and I mean like 95% of the time, unless it's like otherworldly or like earth shattering, you're going to be okay and it's going to work out. But you have to have faith in that process and knowing that, all right, whether this is positive or negative, I'm meant to go through this for that next step. And we all, you know, sometimes get anxious and we think about, you're, dude, you're like this, you're like me in this way. We're thinking five, six steps ahead. Shit. All right. What's the next topic? Who's the next guest? What do I got to do? I got to call this store. I got to call this franchise. I got to do this and that and the other. And we tend to overthink. We're always trying to be 10 steps ahead when you should just focus on the next step. Mm -hmm. Just focus on that next one and literally watch your anxiety dissipate. And that's really the approach I've taken in my career. Yeah. The next step is the most important step. Yeah. Because without that next step, you can't get to the 5th, the 10th, the 15th, the 20th. Yeah. Just it doesn't happen. Yeah. And shout out. And also, I want to I wanna give credit where credit's due. Uh, Tom Riley taught me that. Is like, dude, instead of fucking, I know you want to do so much. I know you want to accomplish so much. Like, just get, just get this done first. Just do that. Just do, okay. Just, you know. And my dad, too. Just keep chipping away, bro. Taking the baseball axiom. Just keep chipping away, dude. That's all you can do. And that's really the mindset that literally everyone has here at Cage. I talked to Darren this morning. He's in Texas. Yesterday was his fucking five-year wedding anniversary. He's in Texas pitching more stuff to GNC, right? So, like, he's very, very patient and to a sense of, dude, all right, I know this is a lot. This is first step, second step. If you need anything, let me know. That level of understanding is very rare when it comes to employment, especially now in this space. Because it's instant gratification and all that shit. But um, other than that, it's a fantastic brand. I'm excited where we're headed. We have, I've, I've, I've given you tidbits. Where, where we're going with this is, it's just adding gasoline to the fire. Kerosene. Oh, yeah. And kerosene. Fuck yeah. gasoline. Yeah. Kerosene. Exactly. Um, 
So, I mean, you kind of covered it, but one of the questions I did have was uh, changing companies each time has led to a larger role with more responsibilities. Yeah. What prompted your desire to move into larger roles each time? And mm-hmm. that slogan is kind of perfect for it. Exactly. And don't get me wrong. Like, I would say this is the first role that I've had that does, I don't want to say it scares me because it's different. It's it's definitely a new challenge and it's 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 something that I technically haven't done before. It's a lot of relationship building, which I'm good at. But there's there's only so much time in a day, and there's so many people I have to get into contact with. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the the challenge that I'm seeing, and obviously it's new, right? Time allocation, time blocking. I'm gonna spend three hours on this, two on this, one hour on this. Hey, don't forget to eat again. That's happened three days in a row. So like I'm fasted right now, so you're good. Just do just do some exactly. fast like your boy Nikki, man. I'm 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 fucking uh, I'm 19 hours in right now, almost 20 hours in. I feel good, man. Uh, Mental clarity, bro. You start you start 18 hours, you start sharpening up. Really? Yeah. It's crazy how yeah. it works. I'm telling you, you gotta try it. Uh, yeah, I don't My know. boy Gabe just did a 24-hour fast yesterday. I okay, so I, I want to get back to you on this, but this is actually a good topic for a lot of people to, that not only want to lose weight, I do it more so for the autophagy and the health benefits, yeah. the insulin resistance, whatnot, and just giving my digestive tract a, a, a rest. A rest. Shouts to John Meadows. Missed that man so much, loved him. Mm-hmm. But he was preaching about fasting in the early 10s, like the mid to early 10s when really there weren't a lot of people talking about it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he always used to say was, us as bodybuilders, I like to do a fast at least once a week yeah. because- You're eating every two hours. Bro, it's crazy. Dudes are just packing the food into their fucking body on a consistent basis. The only time they don't eat is when they're fucking sleeping. Yeah. And even then, some, some dudes get up in the middle of the night to get another shakedown or get something else yeah. down. Your body never has a chance to just chill yeah. uh, and feel hungry. You're hungry, but more so it's just because maybe your blood sugar is crashing. You're not actually in tune with your stomach actually needing sustenance and food. Yeah. So I've really enjoyed the process of fasting. Uh, people ask me all the time. They text me. They DM me and whatnot. They go, you know, do you do a strict uh, 18 or what is it? 18, 6, yeah, I think 18, it is. Yeah. Or 24, yeah. um, 20 hours fasted, four hours of uh, eating. Not really. I kind of just go based on what I feel like. Yeah. I have found that it has substantially helped me recover from a cheat meal. So if I have a large cheat meal on a Sunday, yeah. a meal plus like some dessert, too. Yeah. yeah, what I do is I'll have that as my last meal on like a 2, 3 p.m. time slot. I'll take fiber. Mm-hmm. I'll take half. I'll take a full scoop of cit- uh, citrusel, and I'll take another scoop of uh, Metamucil. You should try Fiberlyze. Metamucil. Is I used to use. I used to use uh, Fiberlyze. No, it's not. Uh, not Metamucil. Uh, psyllium husk. Oh no, yeah, psyllium husk. Psyllium husk. Yep. So I use ha- a scoop of psyllium husk and a scoop of uh, citrus cell. Mm-hmm. And I have found that I'll have that as my last meal, and then I'll fast for a minimum of 18, 20 hours. Not only does my weight not go up, I feel great the next day. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like bogged down from the food because normally I'd have my cheat meal and then I'd continue eating my regular food to hit the rest of my macros or, you know, whatever imaginary thought process I had at the time. But my body didn't need any more fucking food. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe you're not gonna hit your protein goal, but it's not the end of the world. You'll be okay, bro. Yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not, not a, competing. You're not competing. You're not a. You're yeah. not a pro bodybuilder. Like no one gives a fuck at, at yeah. the end of the day. It's like eat when you're hungry. Don't eat when you're not. You'll be okay. Everything's gonna work out. Yeah. So I've really been enjoying the fasting because. The health benefits, but also, I, I just I feel good, man. Mm-hmm. Like the other day, I hit twenty two hours, 20, 23 hours. Didn't even bat. An, I, I looked at the clock and I went, "Oh, I should probably have some food." Like I went, I I shot a video, I did a podcast, I had a massage later in the afternoon, and then oh, I went to jujitsu in the middle of the day. I had a podcast in the afternoon, and then I, I just finished with the um with my massage. And I was like, "Oh shit, gotta yeah. eat." It's been like twenty three hours. I should probably just eat something. 
because I'm not really trying to fast. I just do it, mm-hmm. and it's easy, and I feel good. Um, so, director can be a daunting task and title. Yeah, I wanted to make phrase it. Yeah, that was. I wanted, nice. I wanted to phrase it real dramatic. Yeah, yeah that was nice. Uh, director can be a daunting task and title. And how have you transitioned into it so gracefully? And are there any key practices to the success that you're seeing early on? I wouldn't call it graceful. Um, you say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't call it graceful, man. It's uh, to be very honest, I, I I give all the credit to to leadership and to the people that entrusted me with this position. And we're going to be what the cool part is. We're going to be hiring people under me. That's really cool. Um, and same with Spencer. He's our new central director. He's a great dude. A uh, veteran, by the way. Thank you for your service, Spencer. Love it. Um, Thank you. Exactly. Um, but I, I, I attest the gracefulness or lack thereof uh, to my bosses, man. Like Darren has been amazing. And listen, I've been with Cage for two weeks, right? It is. It has been – the first week was tough. I will say that. Just getting adjusted and the new platforms that we're doing and, and pulling the data and, okay, you know, just getting into your workflow. Right, my fucking Notion. I, I lost my Notion password, or like I got locked out. Absolute nightmare. Yeah, Notion. yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Joey Camarda. Joey Camarda put me onto Notion. Yeah, Notion's cool. About a year ago. Um, but yeah, man. No, I, I I attest the ease of transition to leadership to Aaron to Darren to the team. Uh, Spencer's been great with any questions that I have because this is a new role for me. It's a new experience. And um, no, just the the the, the team again your surroundings, the team that I am a part of has been so supportive. Any questions I have. And also too, like I, I like I'm one of those guys who'd be like, hey, sorry to bother you. I know I have like mad questions. Every response I get is, dude, you're not bothering me. Like you're learning. It's is like you it's know It's a process. Exactly. And it's it's coming from a place of understanding. Um but also too, it, it's it's a reassurance, right? But at the same time, I think there's something to be said about your self talk and saying like, hey, like, even though I have all these questions or I may be unsure, I'm fucking here for a reason. You think they would hire a fucking schmuck? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you've, you've accomplished a lot. And it's, 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 even though you're learning, you still have that self-belief that, yeah, dude, even though I do have, because no one can say they don't have any doubt in their brain. You always have doubt. Oh, consistently. Exactly. In every area of, of, of life, you will have doubt. But it, it, but it's not, you're not, your, your strength isn't measured in your lack of doubt. Your strength is measured in your persistence belief persistent belief in yourself you see what i'm saying because you're gonna have all that doubt but like it's it really depends on what you do with that are you gonna be like all right i'm just gonna procrastinate and fucking play clash of clans on my phone like you know for three hours or okay let me allocate my time let me let me ask spencer how he approaches this how how does he do that let me google how to like you know whatever how do i organize myself better so i can execute better for this brand and my business and than just your job as a whole, right? So I think it's being self-sufficient and just having that continuous self-belief that you can make that adjustment because you wouldn't be where you were if where you are if you, if you fucking couldn't. You're there for a reason. You're not some fucking dude that came out of nowhere. You have a track record. Dude, I've had to have this talk with myself three fucking times. But it, it's as time Which goes on. Unco- I want to emphasize how, yeah. how crucial that is because yeah. it's not uncommon. And no. it's so common. Yeah. And self-talk is really, I mean, yeah. it really hammers home. Bro, if you, you truly, it, dude, when you truly don't believe in yourself or you feel like oh, things are off, fucked, dude. It, it, you, everything happens like at off. Yeah. And then once you start actually yeah. uh, replicating a positive self-talk, yeah. positive, yeah. like, I got this. I'm just going to get it done. And, yeah. and, and exactly what you said, like the procrastination thing. Yeah. You know, I've fallen victim to that plenty of times as opposed to like, I don't know how to do this in a video. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know how to do this specific piece. 
it just it lets I, I used to let it just derail me and yeah. sabotage me. I just wouldn't do it, and I just wouldn't do finish anything. And then I'd look, and I'm like, holy shit! I got I, I, just because this one thing that I didn't know how to do, I didn't do the rest of everything. Yeah. And then it piles up, and you get mm-hmm. irritated, and you're fucking. And dude, that happened to me yesterday, literally yesterday. Like I, I was like, I had dude, I had so many calls to make yesterday. I I overbooked myself next week too. But like I'm visiting stores here and there. But what what I think also another full circle moment is like. It's like we said, you're always going to have that self-doubt and you're looking for positive things to kind of reinforce like, oh, I can't do this. I do belong. That's why I always say, or at least I always try to, like if someone wants to try a product or someone who like, I can say kids now because I'm over 30. If a kid comes up to me at, at Bev's or especially a ProFit because that place is full of them. I love ProFit. Like if someone comes up to me there, right? And they're like, oh, I want to get to the business or if someone DMs me and asks a question or if a store owner asks me something for samples or shirts, I send it. I give them my two minutes of time. It's two fucking minutes. Like, it, it goes back to when Jay called me and made me feel like a million fucking dollars. He wasn't calling me to give me a job, probably. He was calling me just to be like, hey, this kid just got laid off. Let me just, you know, make him feel at home. Let me make him be like, hey, man, you are good. You are, you know, valued. You are, like, and reassuring me in that facet, right? That's why, like, again, if someone needs help, I'm going to help them. You don't know what that little thing that you just did could possibly affect their headset their self-talk and their day moving forward and that can then have a trickle effect and maybe i say something nice to you and you're like oh shit nick really that really made my day then you go tell tyler something nice and you give him a compliment you say hey man you're valued i love you then he goes somewhere else etc and it has a trickle effect that's really the premise of what it is and it stems from who you're surrounding yourself with yeah and that's where that self-talk comes in because there's going to be even if you're surrounded with the top 1% of positive people, there's always going to be something. And no, but it's how you deal with it, bro. Like you, you can, you can be the most positive person in the world and you could have shit thrown at you all the time. And it's really how you react and how you use that negative shit and how you talk to yourself to kind of get yourself out of that headspace. I couldn't agree more, man. I, I was thinking of things that I wanted to just like input with and just like add as footnotes or something like that to what you just said. There's nothing. I, it's It couldn't be more accurate. And it's just safeguarding that mentality, safeguarding that headspace. That's really where it comes important. Just making sure that, you know, you constantly amp yourself up because uh, an example would be like Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Bedros Koulian, like these guys, before they do podcasts, before they do live talking engagements, they both said it. And I'm sure Bedros got it from Tony. Tony's been doing it for fucking decades. But they talk about uh, amping yourself up and and, um, getting in the right. uh, I forget what Tony says exactly. I know he says changing... Oh, he like he he he'll he'll shout you. He'll be like, "Move your body, move your body, get excited, like yeah. get get amped up, get excited." Bedros will jump around in the corner before he goes out on stage to do a speaking engagement and go, "I'm going to do the best job that I can. I'm going to do an amazing job. They're going to love the presentation. They're going to." I've done it with podcasts lately. Get it, get yourself amped up, get excited. I said to myself, I was brushing my teeth before you got here. I was like, "This is going to be a fucking amazing episode. I'm going to have such a good time time with Nick. Mm. I'm going to have such a good conversation. We're going to have great talking points, and there's going to be a lot of value for everybody that listens to this episode. Mm. I can't wait. Like." saying that yeah. and reinforcing it yeah. and then you uh, every time i've done that for a podcast i look back and i go damn it was a great episode yeah. like, i had a great time yeah. and not to say i wouldn't if i didn't but mm-hmm. it just it just reinforces you and makes you feel better about yeah. things if there's any doubt yeah so like the, the funny thing you said that like right next to when we when like when i talked about writing down five positive things to start your day right next to it i like i write a note of whether it be like uh 
like um, essentially like talk with purpose or like today's the day or like something like that to kind of really kind of set the theme. And even though you're giving yourself positive talk, you're you're going to do and I don't want any like confusion, right? There's still going to be shitty things that happen. Always. But again, it, it's training your mind and almost becoming, you know, it's, it's a David Goggins quote, right? Callousing your mind. You can be as positive as you want, but it's how you really deal with the shit, how you really deal with the bullshit. And that only comes with time and experience. You like you, you can say and write down all the positive shit you want. It's really your approach. And I really do believe your approach is obviously through experience. Can't take that away. But again, I can't stress this enough. If you are if you surround yourself with shitty fucking weak minded people who aren't supportive, who who don't give you positive self talk, and I'm not asking for compliments, but are at least like who want the best for you, that what, what the fuck you think's gonna happen? What examples have you, you know, been given and how to approach those situations? So, like, dude, I, I have the I say this all the time. You're not gonna hear me come on here and tell you this fucking glorious, you know, story of how I had a fucking dog shit father and I didn't have a mother at home and I came from nothing and I'm a success now. No, I had the best fucking dad in the world. He is the fucking man. My mom is the shit. She's my best friend. I had two amazing parents that raised a hell of a sister who's now a mother of my nephew. I have two amazing parents that raised a really good looking son in me. And but, but the thing is like, I had an amazing example that a lot of people don't have. I'm so fucking grateful for that. I can go to my dad with whatever I need. I, I tell my mom literally everything, probably too fucking much. Me too. <laughs> Way your too. mom's name Karen too? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Dick and Dick. Karen, yeah. Karen. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. But but I, sometimes, but the thing is, is like, I'm not going to tell that story. I, I'm so grateful of that. And and that's literally the first two things that I write down every morning. I have two amazing parents. I still have a grandmother that's still around who I still got to call when we leave. Like, it's 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 being so grateful of the things that you have in your life that it it it's almost infectious that it affects your job it affects your your new bosses it affects your friends it affects your family it affect, you know affects the significant other and it has this trickle down effect but you always have to keep in the back of your mind and this comes with how you were raised right how are you going to weather the storm when shit doesn't go your way it's very easy to be positive and happy when shit's like yeah i got a new job like this is great i got another retainer client it's great and money, it's, money's just flowing in exactly like i dude i got i got paid for the first time today oh my god that's amazing all right well dude yesterday's calls were were rough like there were i got i got a few people that didn't fucking answer me and i got people asking me hey did you talk to this person yeah i called them three times didn't pick it up well why the fuck not and it's like oh shit like i got to all right, like how am I going to – not weather the storm, but it's your approach. What do you do when things aren't so easy? What do you do when, like, things aren't going so well? That's how you really measure it as a person. That's – I don't, I, don't, I don't look at, like, my values as a friend. I don't look at you as a person and the quality of person that you are based on how successful your podcast is. I look at, like, I want to see how Nick acts when he can't get a fucking guest. That – dude, I'm telling you, that is the true measure of a man in my eyes. That's what always my dad told me. When he's faced with adversity – how does this person act? Do they like, oh, fuck it, let me chop it up. Fuck this, I'm good. I could have been complacent and stayed where I was. I wanted a challenge. And that's the path that I took. Evolution. Never stop evolving. Never stop evolving. I that's mean, what it is. Full circle, Jesus. Full circle. It's, it's crazy how that happens. Yeah, when I don't have a guest, I just do a solo episode and I just ramble. <laughs> yeah, see, this is why you need ice and coffee. Why? It's fucking warm. Is dude. yours not not cold still? It's okay. It's, it's oh, Stop it. It's subpar. You see, I still got foam in mine. See, here's what here's what happened. You got the logo, so you got the cool cup. Yeah. But yours is not as cold. I don't. I got the the bitch cup. Yeah. But mine's colder. 
they knew that you were my yeah. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah, they knew that you were my sugar daddy, and I'm just always just beneath you. So they they were just like that's bullshit. Here, give 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 the little bitch <laughs> the colder oh, cup. Bullshit, man. I got this fucking lukewarm coffee. All right, well, you know what? Next to the rain fridge next time, I will make sure that I have an espresso machine that does chilled beverages specifically for my baby. You, listen, you may you may have you may have something else in there. Hint, hint. Oh, hint, hint. Never know. Uh, listen. Never know. I got plenty of room in the new space, so uh, hint, hint, uh, taken, taken. Yeah. Uh, it's actually crazy because exactly what we were just talking about was bringing me to my next kind of question topic, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, what are some personal insights to your philosophy when it comes to leadership and team management? And then my sub point for that was we've all seen how teams fall apart when it's done improperly. Can you give some examples of what people shouldn't do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think in terms of like letting, sorry, OCD. You're good. Yeah. Dust that bitch off. You're Mer- good. Merchandising. Dude. For years. Um, That's cool, baby. Yeah. So to be honest, in terms of like team leading and essentially having success in that in that facet right i'm very big on like if you bring somebody in and they're in your team number one don't have this like rite of passage mentality where oh well this person has to do x y and z to have an opinion no you fucking hired them let them have an opinion i i think that obviously experience plays a role but if you're gonna hold like a grudge or if you're going to bring somebody in and not value their opinions from day one, I understand paying your dues. I understand doing certain things. But if you're going to bring somebody in and be part of a family and be part of a team, let them do their job. Let them give their opinions. Now there needs to be boundaries. Totally get that. But what happens is, is when you do play that card of like this person belongs or this or or this person does or this person doesn't, what happens is it creates a dichotomy of like people being gun shy on giving their opinions when in fact that person's opinion that may only have a year or two experience in the industry may give an opinion that changes the fucking landscape of your brand or your business in general. It doesn't even have to be brand. But having an open dialogue, I'm very big on. And also too, let the person do their job. No micromanaging. That's just that's just my shtick. Granted, you hired them for a reason. You brought exactly. them, you brought them into the team because you not only saw exactly. the accolades that they've that they've accomplished and achieved, exactly. but you have some type of faith in them. You exactly. wouldn't like you said before, you wouldn't just hire a schmuck. You wouldn't just hire some exactly. fucking guy that's going to I mean some companies might, but yeah. generally you wouldn't just hire somebody that's just going to sit there and fill a seat. You want to hire somebody that's going to be a team player that's going to push this company forward mm-hmm. and going to continue driving the mission statement that y'all try to achieve every single day. Yeah. And and I'll say this too when I when I was speaking to Darren before I joined the team, I was I was not hesitant, but I was like, "Hey man, like, you know, I don't really come from that side of the business. You know, I do have some experience in that facet, but I just I just want it to be as optimal and easy of a transition as possible." He made this analogy that just made so much sense was like, "Dude, I'm not like when we're starting a team, right? If we're starting a baseball team, would I have catchers at each position?" Like you need to have different skill sets and having that variety of skill set, right? It allows so many points of differentiation and different angles like, oh shit, I didn't, I did not think of it that way. But having that approach, it, it, it requires you to remove ego. And I've worked places, not in my last one, but in, in general, where people have a very hard time removing ego from decision or they may be attached to a certain product. Or they, they may feel a certain way about an athlete, and that causes friction. Yeah, they'll die on that hill without any potential exactly. ability to see the other side of things. Exactly. And listen, most of the time, is, is, is one person right and one person's wrong? 
Yeah, that's true. But I think having an open dialogue is so valuable. Like we'll, we'll have like an open dialogue about athletes. I may be gung ho about one guy, but then fucking four or five people may be like, hey, like no, like X, Y, and Z, like yeah, no shot. You know what I'm saying? So, but like, but just having an open dialogue and even just having a conversation and not being like, oh, like you know, Johnny doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Let's keep him out of this. That's really, really big. And I, that I take from back in the baseball days. Like, even, like, in high school, like, there were certain times, like, when I would talk to the guys and try and get their opinions on, like, something, whether it be if the coach comes to me and asks, who who should we play, or this or that or the other. Having an open dialogue helps, not just in sports, in business, family, relationships, love life, communication, man. No matter how difficult the conversation may be, if you can just get past that barrier of, that barrier of being uncomfortable or feeling awkward or whatever, it's almost like a release. You feel like, oh, I got that, you know. I, I can have that. And your relationship grows then. If you communicate, it grows. If you kind of have that barrier of like, oh, this may be awkward, I'm afraid of saying something, then now you're hindering growth. And that's the exact opposite of what it takes to have a, a well-oiled machine that is a team. Leading from the front, super important yeah. as well. Leading yeah. from the front, yeah. getting in the trenches with the actual people. Exactly. That's what I've experienced over the years. You know, I did 10 years of retail. Mm-hmm. Plus I worked for... A B2C, B2B uh, audio video company. Mm. And then I sold copiers, which I never wanted to drive so fast into the uh, bridges on the northern state. Mm. And I have, that was was so tough. Um, And then obviously branching off and doing my own thing, which I have been doing uh, since 2018, which has been late 2018, which has been a fucking process. Mm. And learning. But being able to take everything that I've experienced from all of these other areas and jobs and seeing the quote unquote leaders mm-hmm. yeah. and, and, and how they don't actually lead, they just boss. Mm. And there's a big difference. Astronomical. Yeah, a huge difference. And just how when I hire people for my company, how I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. I want to get in the trenches with people. I don't want to just be like, go do this, go shoot this, go edit this, go this. Mm-hmm. I want to be like, hey, let's let's work on this together. Like it's a collaborate. That's what I tell all my clients. When I work with a client on a video, my biggest thing is you're hiring me without question. Okay, yeah, I'm you're you're deferring to me on a lot of things to help move this project in the right direction. Great, but at the same time, this is a collaboration effort between us. Yeah. I want to make sure that you're say involved. Yeah, because there's a lot of video guys that I've talked to. I've talked to clients over the years. A lot of video guys that'll just be like. Oh yeah, I just edited the way I normally do, or I do this, I that. No, no, no. You have to ask your fucking client. Mm-hmm. That's not, you know, you got hired because you do a good job with X, Y, Z. Fantastic. Mm. But your client is bringing you in. Like you got to make sure that they're happy. Exactly. Work together, collaboration, and that goes internally for companies. That goes externally. Yeah. So many people are just ready to die on the fucking hill. Not hear another side. Not hear anything. Mm-hmm. Apple. With fucking John, John Stewart, you want to come to Rosology, man? I can't pay you, but you can come spit knowledge and shit and, and talk talk about China and everything that they're doing that's bad. I mean, come on over. I don't give a fuck. Open dialogue, baby. Uh, so yeah, super important. I thought that was great because it just went hand in hand with the uh, leadership thing. And uh, I have to make it so my iPad stops going to sleep because it's being a little bitch right now. Um, this is something that I actually have always been curious about. Because I'm in an industry that is highly competitive and there's a lot of video content creators and whatnot and differentiating yourself can be difficult at times. Very. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you was uh, the supplement industry is very, is highly competitive, obviously. Uh, And the barrier to entry for a lot of products sometimes is pretty low. Like it doesn't really take much to start for someone to just randomly start a line out of their garage. Yeah. Very true. 
Um, how do you help a brand continue to differentiate in such a crowded space? Yeah, I think, like you said, it's very easy for people to start a brand. Like people like Greg. That's that's a completely different situation. Like, yeah, Greg's paid his dues. Greg is yeah. Greg knows his shit inside out and has the relationships and is fucking gifted from a graphic standpoint. Greg really is. Um, I actually owe him a phone call. Shout out, Greg. I told you he evaporated. Isn't he? he's not around anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations too. Um, but yeah, no. In, in terms of, in terms of that, like we said, it's very easy for someone to make a brand like out of their bathtub, right? Uh, and there's some services that make that accessible, but h- how you keep changing and growing as a brand is really incumbent on the brand's core values and what they stand on, right? And their pillars. What what means the most to you? Is it quality? Is it is it performance? Is it transparency? Most brands now, it's getting very tough now because most, if not all, brands are transparent. There's still some brands that still do a lot of prop blends, but which means like it's it's that's like. Uh, super energy matrix whatever the fuck and then they just put like the ingredients but they don't tell you how much of each ingredient is in that matrix right is that something that you would say is you need to really watch with these brands yeah well yes and no so like if you look at the back of the label like every single ingredient is listed out at the exact dosage there's no like blend or anything like that um and now when you look at other supplement labels would you say that there are more companies that have blends quote unquote mm-hmm. versus being as as uh, line uh, itemed out honestly right now we're, we're we're getting to a good space where most popular brands are very transparent in terms of their labeling brand popular though so like that's a top five yeah, like, percent of brands because there are probably yeah, so many like like listen like natural body right like you're if you go into if you walk into natural body natural body is one of the few storefronts that in terms of bringing brands in, they are very not. I wouldn't say well, yeah, strict of their core values. They don't want to bring in a, a mom and pop brand that is just came out of nowhere that are making it in their fucking bathtub that doesn't have any whether it be certifications or, or value or anything like that. But it aligns with their 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 core pillars, right? Quality, transparency, efficacy, things like that. Um, we're in a good space now where we're getting to a place where pretty much I'm not saying all brands are transparent, but we're we're, we're we're in a good spot. It's it, you're gonna have your bad apples. That's a given in yeah. any space, any, any industry. Work. Exactly. But what what makes brands different? How do you differentiate yourself? If you know, let's say you know, yeah, there's a lot of transparent brands. Yeah, there's a lot of brands that you know that try and be different. Yeah, a lot of brands have shiny labels, right? All right. So like, how are we gonna make ourselves different? For instance, caged. We're third party tested. We're in form sport certified. That means your fucking grandmother, your mother, your cousin, anyone at any college athlete can take this. They will never pop on a drug test. We test every single batch. This isn't like a one-off we're sending to the, the fucking lab to just see if it's okay and our dosages are correct. Every single batch that we manufacture, we test. There's a little label on the side of every single caged bottle, informed sports certified. That means NCAA athletes, professional athletes, your your normal gym bro, everything is certified. We use no artificial colors, no artificial flavors. Every once in a while, we use sucralose, but none of that nonsense and bullshit in those products. How are we going to differentiate ourselves even further? Oh, well, we have an elite series now with GNC that uses an ingredient called Max Catalyst. It even increases absorption, not just with regular black pepper extract, but with a specialized extract within the black pepper that vastly increases your your intake. So our protein, our greens, our nootropics, our pre-workouts. We have 10 grams of citrulline, pure citrulline in our pre-workout. 10. You're absorbing almost all of it. All of it. Um, so that's where 
it, it really comes into play. Like, how are you different? Everyone can make a pre-workout, but how are you different? We use 10 grams of citrulline. We have a max catalyst. We have different flavor profiles. We don't use any artificial flavors or colors. We increase absorption. We're informed sports certified. These differentiation points allow us to get into so many different doors and so many different opportunities that a brand like this, dude, there's there's a rocket ship on it, and it's just I'm genuinely honored to be a part of it. But man, it's uh between formulations being unique, like genuinely unique, like our hydration powder has LFATP in it, unique. No one else has that. Our nootropic, super unique. We have a stem and non-stem. We have an elite pre-workout. We have a non-stem. We have our OG pre-caged pre-workout. We have pre-caged sport for the, let's call it the everyday athlete that like, I took a scoop before I got here. We have aminos. We have glute. Did you really took a scoop before you got here? Yeah, it's only it's only like one eighty one sixty eight milligrams of natural, but it's yeah. not it's natural caffeine. And we got it, and then we got a cold brew. You're awesome. yeah, fuck it, yeah, you're awesome, yeah. But like it's natural. Also, too, our sources of our ingredients, it's natural caffeine. It's pure citrulline. Our amino acids are fermented, not coming from duck feathers. These are the little. Is that, is that normally what amino acids come from? Duck feathers, most of the time. Really? Yeah, it's cheaper. Interesting. Yeah, we use fermented amino acids. Our glutamine, our citrulline, all fermented. Uh, okay, back up. So BCAAs. Yeah. Generally, in the industry, they're created by doing what? Or they're synthesized? Synthesized. To be very honest, the the actual manufacturing process of amino acids, I don't want to say that how they're manufactured. I'm not going to be that guy to come out here and act like I know how the process of fucking amino acids. But... You can They're, say general what general you what, what you understand or you know. I know which like, is which is common knowledge, but not so yeah. common. Yeah, and yeah. So like a lot of people will be like, Oh, I just want to get this BCAA or this, you know, this EAA product. There are some brands out there that that use amino acids that if you look on their COA or their spec, that they're coming from duck feathers or or animal parts, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But that's why, like, I make a huge deal. Everyone talks shit, quite frankly, about our informed sport. Certification or how we always talk about we're third party. And tested. that's what I was going to ask to just interject real quick. Yeah. I was going to ask if that's actually just like something that you pay off to just yeah. have as a label, or yeah. if it actually matters. But that's the point, though. Is like I and I'm not. This is not me coming at any brand at all whatsoever. I love this industry. I'm not trying to like start anything. But I, I challenge anyone to come to me and be like, oh, be like, oh, why are you third, you know, third party tested and fourth certified? Because I know what I'm putting. Like people at two. This is a really good point too. You're putting this shit in your fucking body. Like, you're ingesting it. Don't you want to know that you can trust it? Don't you want to know what you're putting in your body? Like Scarily enough, it should be that you want to know everything that goes into your exactly. body. But a lot of people don't care. Exactly. And they don't care that yeah. seed oils are ruining yeah. their fucking health yeah. or too much of this and exactly. too much of that. And, oh, yeah. natural flavors equals this. And it's it's scary yeah. shit yeah, when man. you start diving down a rabbit hole. Yeah, and and that's why, too, like, we also pride ourselves on being a brand and a business that educates our, genuinely educates our consumers. We have a whole spew of video educationals for GNC that just study and look at and to really learn the products and why we we dose the way we dose because it's efficacious. I'm not going to fucking jip you on that. You look on the back of a, a pre-workout elite of fucking pre-caged or pre-workout now i mean what what stone is not on like turned over my god like there's it's it's unbelievable and the the third party testing is crucial for me because i know that it's tested i know that the amino the citrulline in there is fermented i know it's natural caffeine and what does fermented mean what is that it's a vegetable source okay yeah it's extracted naturally so it's 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 not like it's it's not 
from again from any like duck feathers or anything like that or dead animals exactly so like it, it's 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 one of those right so the the informed sport certification is huge for me like so beyond huge only because as i've gotten older and as we all get older right like we need to be substantially more conscious of what we're putting in our bodies and every single batch is tested man every single one every single one cool yeah i like that I had no idea it was made with duck feathers. I'll tell you that much. And also, too, it's kind of like it goes back to like the 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 people that are making pre workouts in their bathtubs, and that's like, oh, we don't want to get that certification X, Y, and Z. Why not? Well, I've been asked that a lot of times well, because obviously I have a lot of friends. But why who, not though? Get tested. Well, exactly. Well, why not? Get what, what are you worried about? What are you worried about popping up? Yeah. What are you hiding? Yeah. What? Are you, number one, what are you hiding? Number two, you have to you have to have some type of like a respect a, to your clients and, 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 and your customers. I'm not, I'm not accusing. I'm just saying like like if if. If you're against testing because you feel like our, our products are clean, which are, honestly, I'll say this. I'd like to believe most brands are clean, but what we do for our consumers and how we go the extra mile for our consumers that are buying with their hard-earned money, our products that put food on our table because they love our products, we're going to go the extra mile and get Informed Sports certified. We're going to pay that fee yearly so you know in the back of your mind, I like I just because there there's some products that are certified and informed sport certified that in terms of dosing aren't that as well dosed as us. Most of the products that are as well dosed as us don't have that certification. That's a lot of fucking testing to do. We'll we'll make that investment. I want to make sure that you can get a kick ass pre workout and you know what you're putting in your body and it's tested and you don't have to worry. Like I have cop buddies who are like, hey, can I take your pre workout? Absolutely, you can. We're informed sport. I have college athletes. I have friends. Hey, can I take apps? fucking loot you can. Just tag me in the IG post. But like, it, it just allows and opens up so many more doors and kind of, at least for us, puts the doubt away in terms of, oh, can I take that? You can. Anyone can take Gage. Literally anybody. So that's also why it fits so well with me because we can fit any need that anybody else wants. And you don't feel, you don't feel weird when you have people that you know and that they love and trust you. Yeah. You don't feel weird saying, when they ask you, am I going to pop on a test yeah. at my job or at my college yeah. or at my whatever it is? Am That's I going to pop on what? a test? And, yeah. they, and, they, and you go, I don't think so. You should be good. Yeah. Like I, now you actually know you're, you'll be fine. Yeah. You're going to be good. Yeah. And, and at the same time too, like if you're not sure, one, that says something. Two, you're playing with people's livelihoods. God forbid, right? God forbid. Um, but we, we don't mess around. We're, we're crossing our T's, dotting our I's and it's, it's, it really has taken off. Thankfully. Uh, I'd like to transition to what are some obstacles over the years that you've had to tackle with brands in the fitness industry? So in terms of what, like a learning curve or just behind the scenes stuff that you guys have had, maybe some challenges that can help other people that are in the field that, yeah, that's kind of where I'm going with it. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a super, it's a super yeah. wide open generic type of a, I, I think at, at least for me, well, personally, I think it's, it's, it's leaning into learning something new, right? I, I think that it goes back to talking about how there are certain things and certain steps that you may be afraid to take. Like I, there's people that want to get into the fitness industry or the supplement industry specifically. I encourage you to just get your foot in the door, man. Like I, I started out in fucking label development. I ended up formulating 30 products and traveling the world, and now I work for fucking Caged. I'm blessed, dude. Like, just getting my... Listening... That's why I say I listened to my dad. Fuck it. I went to the fucking job fair. Fuck it. Imagine if you didn't. That, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. I'd be a fireman right now. Not in the night in Hawks. I love firemen. I love cops. Like, I wanted to be a cop. But 
this is what I wanted to do because I was in the gym every day. My dad's like, why don't you just try and work for a supplement company? And I was like, I don't want to work in regulatory, do labels. My dad's like, just get your foot in the door, dude. Just trust me. I trusted my dad. And I, I like, I, I say with pride, I worked for Cage. I'm so proud of that accomplishment. And it took me a couple weeks to really, even a month now, till they just take a seat, like a, a step back and like, like, whoa, acknowledge that, absorb it, enjoy it, embrace it. Because, you know, that's, and that goes not even just work stuff, just life stuff in general. Whether you just got married, you got a new job, dude, you have this beautiful office. I bet probably recently you've just really soaked it in, or maybe you haven't even really, because you've been so caught in the grind. I encourage you, dude, like, take two seconds. Dude, I fucking almost cried, bro. Like, it, it, it means a lot. You don't realize in that moment that you're accomplishing so much and you just get so lost in everything. But once you take a step back, you're like, holy shit, I did that. Seriously. It's, yeah, you get lost in the process. Exactly, because you're like so go that you just want to perform. Mm-hmm. But you, you really should take time to really take a step back. Don't get comfortable. Like, you still got work to do, but acknowledge, like, celebrate the little things too. Like, those things, incremental, do yeah. add up. Do add up. At least that's personally. From a professional standpoint, I will say that let's, let's, if we even want to touch on like influencer culture, right? So like, how do I get a sponsorship? X, Y, and Z. I have so many friends who are bodybuilders. One of my best friends, he'll be one of my best men at my wedding one day. Guy, I tell him all the time. He's like, oh, well, some of these brands don't have athletes. You're a hundred percent right. You don't need, and this is with all due respect, like Jay Cutler is one of my heroes, a bodybuilder. Some of them are like literal, like I look up to them, right? In order to get sponsorships now, if you haven't noticed, you don't need to win a pro card to get a supplement sponsorship. What you need to do is you need to have some sort of influence. You need to bring value. You need to be obviously up on your content and provide value that has substance. Not just take a selfie and with, a let's say, a bottle of pre-workout, right? So brands need influence, not athlete, really. At least anymore. Like back in the day when there was a lot of magazines and stuff like that, having that, you know, imposing and like Greek god physique meant something and that would actually create conversion. Now with this, dude, if you look somewhat decent and you could, you're good on the stick, right? And you can convert, you, you can have some influence with your audience. Some, someone, someone may pay you, dude. It, you don't, and, and that's why like when people like, it's, it, this goes into the bodybuilding conversation where it's like, I see two sides now. I see the one side that people just genuinely love the sport and want to compete. I have a bunch of friends, people I used to work with that want to be bodybuilders just to compete because they love it. I think that's fucking awesome. If you're looking to get into the sport to get a paycheck with a, with a, with a supplement brand specifically, I highly suggest that if you're doing it for that reason, take a step back and reevaluate because you don't need to do that anymore. The, the, the landscape has changed. You need to have some sort of influence, like I said, with your social or whether it's a blog, you do YouTube, podcast, whatever it is. You don't need to be, to be a pro. And that's not a knock against bodybuilding. I love it. I wanted to be a bodybuilder once, and I realized very quickly that I could not keep up. I just could not. I wasn't ready to kind of go past that threshold. Um, but yeah, man, that, that's, that's, that's really that shtick. Yeah. I find it, I find it very... Um I want to say I find it very encouraging that brands have gone towards an ROI approach because there was so much wasted time and Mm -hmm. wasted marketing dollars behind people that didn't convert Mm -hmm. and didn't bring clients or or awareness or customers. Mm -hmm. And instead, they got a check every single month to just 
say they took something mm-hmm. and instead of actually bringing value to the company that's cutting them that check, mm-hmm. it was a very one-way or one-sided relationship. Mm-hmm. And me, I hate seeing shit like that. Because mm-hmm. to me, if I was sponsored by a company and I got zero sales, like nobody bought from the company, mm-hmm. even though I'm, and, 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 and I'm putting my name on it, nobody bought from the company, I'd feel weird putting my name on that. I just, I just would. It just, but there are some people that just don't give a fuck. And guess what? Stuff like this with ROI and not necessarily needing to be Mr. Olympia to get a sponsorship cut or a check. You know, you could be making more you don't need to compete. Period. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you don't need to make. You don't even need to. Um, you could be making more than the dude yeah. competing at Mr. Olympia. But the reason you are is because you have the actual influence, not the fake gassed up. Oh, he's got a million followers. How many of those million followers are spending money on the things that he's putting exactly. his name on? Exactly. That's the question. Exactly. And it really depends on, like, if that person really resonates, right? Like, I, I, I think it depends on the personality. Like, for instance, I, I, I had this conversation with a guy last week. People like actually Branch Warren, too. Like, I, when I, we were smoking a cigar and we were talking about how this exact conversation, I was like, dude, they don't – like, these guys are rarities. Like, guys who are bodybuilders and have influence and social influence, right, and can convert – like, guy's a rarity. Like, he could talk. He's good on video. He has a converting audience. Branch is the same way. Jay's the same. Jay has his own brand. He's the same. Those are a dime a dozen. Like, so when it comes to, like, athletes and, and, and bodybuilders, that's all great. I think that's wonderful. Like, I think we both, like, you actually competed. I didn't. Twice. But, like, in terms of where the landscape's going, it's people of influence, people, content creators, quality content relators. Uh, creators that actually make sense for your brand, not just doing it because they have a, you know, a social presence. And long story short, you don't you don't need to be a pro or you don't need to win a bodybuilding show to to get sponsored. It it really is the quality of the person, the content. Do you convert? Do you align with that brand's values? That's it too. Because I think a lot of people come in with even if they do convert right, and they have this big following, they may not align, and that's fine. But it, it's it's finding the right it's it's really finding the right partner. And, and the right people. People matter first. And that's really the approach that Cage just take, just totality from a high level down, people first. So now let me ask you this. How do you feel, how do you feel is the best way to connect with people, whether it's through the internet, whether it's in person, how do you feel is the best way to connect with them? Mm-hmm. And then obviously show them that these products yeah. are going to not only change their life in a positive way, mm-hmm. but aid in whatever they're trying to do, whether it's mm-hmm. staying more focused during work or getting a workout in or whatnot. Just like, what is the, what are the, what do you feel is the best way to communicate to, that, to communicate and capture that attention? Yeah. I, I think it, it really, in a, in a, in a, in a and I want to just, you know, add this little statement in an, in a space that is so, so overly saturated. saturated. Yeah. It, it really, it, it's, it's the brand messaging, right? And it's the people associated with it. That's what differentiates brands throughout. It's, I say this all the time. People that are shopping for supplements, believe it or not, in my opinion, people are buying people. For instance, I've had friends within the past week since I joined Cage walk into a GNC and just buy a type of protein just because they're good people and they're friends of mine and they just want to support me. The The, the week I found out, I, I got I got the job, right? Aaron Lohman walks through GNC. He's like, hey. And I was like, come on. People buy people, man. And in terms of communicating that, it's on us as a brand to do the right things in terms of communicating that. All right, so how are we marketing? Who are we marketing to? Really doing our due diligence 
and and targeting the right people and knowing our niche so well that we're we're so laser focused and have like a dial on where to drop that pin and retargeting and I'm not gonna get into the whole marketing lingo, but our marketing department does such a tremendous job with that and the communication and how they do that. But from a personal level, let's from a phone call to me walking into like a local GNC and communicating with that person and saying like, Hey, how long have you been here? What do you do? How do what products do you like? Like how 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 have how does this industry how'd you get in it? How does this affect you? What products do you use? And really getting to know the person rather than just saying, hey, dude, you only moved like fucking two units this month. Like what? what's up with that? Like we're the best brand here. No, that's a human at the end of the day. They have other brands to sell, but you have to get to know the person. And I think taking a more holistic approach and personable approach and not even like a salesy approach, dude, just get to know the person. And then just by like you guys talking, it'll just happen organically. That's what happened like, with me and Anthony from Foundations, I met him through Guy, and it just clicks. Me and Steve from Natural Body. I like Steve. Me and Steve click. Me and Tony from Hummus. Known Tony for fucking years. He's Any brand that I've been with, he has been the utmost supportive person that I've met. Phone call. Dude, congratulations. You're the man. Like, don't worry. We're going to support you. I'm like, dude, like, I haven't even started, and you're already trying to support me. It's all relationship building, and it's taking a more holistic approach and just being a good person, being approachable, being understanding, being empathetic. And obviously, knowing your shit, too, at the same time. That's really it. A1. A1. We're going to end on this, because I think it's a, a, a nice kicking-off point. Mm-hmm. And then you and I are going to do some more stuff in the coming weeks to month. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be exciting. Little little project. How do you see the future of the supplement industry evolving, and what opportunities and challenges do you anticipate in it? I think in terms of the industry evolving, what I would hope, what I would hope, right, is that me, me <laughs> this industry, we have a we have a saying that there is no best, right? There, it's all relative. Everyone's best is relative. Like, what pizza do you like the best? Chicago or New York? It's all relative. Subjective. Like, it's your opinion. But the right answer is New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, like, but that that's literally what I was going to say. But yeah. the right approach is like, listen. We believe there is no best, but we're the closest fucking thing to it. That's just my opinion. And I really just hope, and we are seeing people go in that direction of really third-party testing, being fully transparent, bring some sort of uniqueness. Like, I, again, I'll reference some of my friends, like Greg. Greg's products are really unique. They taste really good, and he's doing his thing. And I just hope everyone follows suit into just being real, transparent, efficacious, doing right by your consumers. They're spending their hard-earned money on this. And educating. That's really that's really what we want to do. We want to educate and and show people the way, right? And then and, and really push them obviously towards caged, which is where I think everyone should be buying. But if if I can help that one person, if I can help someone get over the digestive issues with our greens, our organic greens, by the way, super all natural. If I can help Nick focus on an episode with mindset, anything that I could do to just help that person, I I, I would really hope that everyone's core values are and the way they're approaching people on moving the industry forward is just helping people at the end of the day people are taking our products our supplements to supplement their lives to help them accomplish a task so if if my end goal is to just help you and my vessel and catalyst of that is caged then i had a good day beautiful yeah 
Uh, is there anything else that you want to add that people should know about Cage that uh, I want you to do the plugs on you and where people can find you if they aren't listening to the episode and already know you as a human being? Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm not sure because I know it's just going to GNC type stuff. Is there a code for you for Caged by chance? Like just no. to, I, I don't know if no. like they had, if, you had one or anything yeah, like that. No. I usually just ask anyway. Yeah, no, I don't I don't have a code. If you want to support me directly, go into your local GNC. Tag them. Um, yeah, just that. Throw a story like, up. Just say, hey, Nikki. Dude, I get, I get, I get no commission from it. I get no financial gain from like, it. That's like me with rain. I, I, I get, I get nothing. People tag me in the drinks. Yeah. I'm just happy to see that they're enjoying them. It, and exactly, and and that that's what makes me happy about it, though, is that we have the this ex- exclusive elite series with GNC. Walk into your local GNC if you want to support me or the brand. I encourage you to try it because I genuinely say this: you try our products once, our lifetime value and reorder rate. Just let's just not even DTC. Going to like a, a GNC or a vitamin shop, I'm telling you, you're going to buy a Cage DN. And I, I w- I've been using Cage products for over a decade. Um, okay, maybe a little less. Um, I don't want to age myself, but <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, if that's what you want to do, go into a GNC, support me that way, um, or you can go online, Cage.com. You can find me at Nick at what was it at Nick That's my in, uh, Instagram handle. Okay. Yeah, that's it, man. Just trying to help the people. That's it, man. Listen, I am. Super excited for this new endeavor for you. Uh, you have a lightning strike of just happiness and just excitement, yeah. which I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. So it's nice. Thank you. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you continually conquer and do your damn thing over there and have cool projects and, you know, continually talking about things that not only you love, but you believe in. And that, that makes a huge difference because you actually have to believe in the things that you're not, I won't just say pitching to people, but you're telling them to consume. Mm-hmm. And that goes on a media standpoint. That goes in a actual physical, uh, tangible things that you hold or take and ingest. So the fact that you love it and that it means something to you and that you know where this is going yeah. is uh, is exciting to see. It's, so. it's, yeah. And I'm glad I got you to sit down and, and, and chop it up on the inaugural episode. Yeah. Second episode in this new studio. I know. And, Second yeah, one. Yeah. And we got to walk in the rain beforehand, too. We got to walk in the rain. You yeah. were very upset about that. Yeah. Uh, your thing is probably dry if you want to show people it. Yeah. Oh, no. It's still wet. Oh, it's still wet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I took... I, I got <laughs> I, I got to get a fucking fan in here or something. Yeah. I got to figure something yeah, out. It's hot. I get hot. Yeah. 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 And I I, I want to keep the window open because the windows are directly behind me. But yeah. the issue then is like, you know. The wind with the microphones, yeah. I'm not even worried about that. I'm worried about people just having rage down the road and just screaming and it's shit. Just, you may you may catch it every now and it then. It is Huntington, yeah. It's Huntington, man. Yeah, H Town. But uh I want to thank you for taking the time, hanging out with me as usual. It's always a pleasure. It's always a good time. Likewise. Uh I'm gonna break this fast when we're done. I don't know what I'm gonna break it with, but I'm gonna break it with something. And uh you got a shoot to go to? Got a shoot to go to. I got more episodes to bang out this weekend. So uh, big episode 66 with my brother. I appreciate big. you. Appreciate you too, buddy. Give me some. Boom. There you go. And on that note, uh, y'all know where to find Nick. If you have any questions, if you want to learn more about Cage, you have the website or you can reach out to him directly. Yep. And uh, I got to just keep hitting the tagline. Like, share, subscribe. I just it, it helps the show grow and it just keeps things chugging along so i appreciate all of y'all so far and continually supporting the show and on that note peace peace out guys